welcome to episode 95 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me for forever and always, the man, the myth, the true true, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello. This is a violation of the ruddy, bloody, anti-incarceration act, and I will not be subjected to criminal abuse. Okay, <laughs> on this week's episode, <laughs> on this week's episode, we're going to keep it light on the news and nuggets so we could dive into our flick of the week, because... Boy, oh boy. If you didn't get it from that line... Is it a long time coming? The longest time coming. We've been teasing it for months. Which, for those of you listening, has been discussed since the very day one. Is it a day one discussion? Not that we were specifically going to come up and do it, but yes, it's been probably since the first three-part first episode must have been mentioned. It's it's the long-awaited Cloud Atlas. It's perfect that we get to do this together, in case you guys can't tell from listening to us. We are in the same room. We're here. We're enjoying one of our favorite movies while drinking one of our favorite breweries. Couldn't be more perfect. Now let's talk about that, shall we? What are we drinking? We're drinking two very different looking glasses. And (laughs) therein lies the question. (laughs) So Al poured these two beers, and one is very different looking than the other. You want want to snap a picture of that? Let's do that. Let's do that. On the line? I'll put it out there on the line. Yeah, so here's what happened is when I was pouring yours... Oh, good. Your naked upper half is also in the picture. Fantastic. As well it should be. Um, When I was pouring yours, it looked much like this one here. And then I got to the end, and apparently there was a considerable amount of sediment. And it just went... And I was like, oh, shit. I had no idea. I was like, I'll do better next time. You can have this one if you prefer. I I, I mean, I don't care. Let's let's admire the the one that, as it was, as nature intended. Okay. That's what it should look like? It's straw colored. It's... Very pale. It's got a, it had a nice little head in the pour, but it's already kind of died off. It's um, six and a half percent alcohol by volume. It this is, mine looks more like the beers I like. Well, yours looks more like either like the hazy IPA or like like a wheat like German type beer. Yeah. As opposed to what this is, which is an India cream ale. Um, this beer was born here. <laughs> I drive past this twice a day going to a house sit for Dominic, who's house sitting for his boss. Oh. Oh, actually, yeah, if we right. want to really play games with transitive properties. My mom is house-sitting for me, who's house-sitting for Dominic, who's house-sitting for his boss. His cats. That's 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 a hard one to follow. Yes. <laughs> one plus two plus one plus one. Not one plus, plus one plus two plus, two plus one. one. Plus two plus one. So, were you able to detect the subtle notes of hoppage when I opened the cans? Did you see? I was uh, like, oh, yes, that smell. I right before we started but going. It's probably because I've been semi-sick for like over That was why I asked. I was like, maybe hoping that you'd be Ooh. able to... Yeah. Well, you could even tell, like, I opened them and they were both sitting there and they effervesced all the way That's over here. It's fragrant. Um, so it's a cream ale that meets an IPA. Deliciousness ensues. <laughs> nice. It's you gotta love their cans. Proudly brewed and canned by Newberg Brewing Company. They had to pick a better font to go on that. Oh, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> this was a limited release. Uh, actually, I think I might have had a couple of these at your wedding rehearsal dinner. I think I picked... I might have grabbed some of these when I was on the way back from the bachelor party. No, I was going to say, I think you 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 had me buy a big batch of them. I think this oh, okay. was one of the things that was in that big batch gotcha. that had like five or six different types of beers. Let's cheers them. Cheers, cheers. And then yes, let's get yes, into yes. Uh, Let's get into mm. them. Ah, this is as good as I remember. That's nice. It sure is. That's nice. Now, I am very curious. I want to taste yours. <laughs> just compare and contrast. Go let's, ahead. Let's sit here. We're just gonna exchange. Yeah. 
It tastes about the same. It does. My, it is... Yours tastes cloudier. It is... <laughs> mine does taste cloudier. <laughs> I think I like it better. Perfect. You Cloud keep, Atlas? You can keep yours. Okay. This one's mine. This is the true true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Fuck, I realized that I didn't transpose this from my notes last week. Which was technically... So we have one... We have a major... We have a major thing to discuss. One major one. It's my review oh, yeah. of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Which, first of all... Jeez. Let's just get out ahead of this. The Neon and Genesis, we're not going to use those anymore. They're not really important. I don't really know where they come from in the, the title. The of? The, no, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh. One word. I thought you said of. Angelion. It's <laughs> E-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-O-N. This is going to be good. Rare form. We're, we're going to be fine. Rare we're form. Fine. Six minutes in. We're gonna, are we going to be fine? <laughs> <laughs> um, that word... Has real meaning in the show. They mm. use it quite often. It's fairly important. The neon and the genesis couldn't tell you where those come from. Um, I guess some things are kind of neon colored. You could make okay. <laughs> what I will say is, as and I, I'm much like I did with the leftovers last week, mm-hmm. which is super weird for me to say because it was literally 24 hours ago that we yeah. were talking about it. What is time? <laughs> uh, we're pre-recording this because we had occasion to be together. Um, here, here, cheers, cheers. Um, so, the Genesis thing actually does matter. I don't want to get into anything too spoiler, but Same one of the Genesis. things I'll say is that there is a substantial amount of co-opting of some of the iconography of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, not in like like a bastardization of things that actually are part of like the Bible and stuff like that, but rather using terminology and putting it like grafting it onto what's going on is what I'll say because okay. like one of the main things the villains that they're facing they're, are called angels oh. they're these otherworldly creatures that they can't quite explain that are over powerful and over much smarter than them so like, creatures of the night and they come oh, well they, they come from <laughs> they come from above from outer space okay. so you know it kind of fits uh, in yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of stuff like that there's you know I, again I don't want to get into spoilers with that sort of thing but there's sure. A lot of that sort of stuff. So let me get. How many my... episodes is this thing? So that let's get, let's do that right off the beginning. There's 26 episodes. It's healthy. There's one season. It's a healthy dose. 26 episodes. Is there gonna be more? No. Well. Okay. Oh. Mm. First of all, this aired. Ooh, tripped them up right away. <laughs> this aired in 1995, 1996. Okay. Um, there have been other things made in the world of it, but not necessarily as direct sequels. Something okay. like a prequel type thing. There was like video game stuff. There was manga, like drawn, like as like to build out like the world. And the main story itself is really self-contained. It was like legit popular. Yes. At its time. Oh, it's it is it is like critically still, acclaimed. But... It had a, a a rabid fan base. Okay. And why I immediately rabid fan base is a good thing to call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the reasons I paused when you asked how many episodes this is is because the show ended. And there were some people who were displeased with the ending. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, the oh, reason, so it's show a show. <laughs> well, there are it's it's complicated, and I'll get into a little bit of it in a in a bit. But um, what happened was I think there was issues. There was issue. Well, I am. There was issues with <laughs> funding later in the run of the season, mm-hmm. so they had to dramatically alter how they chose to deliver the last two episodes of the show. Uh, which meant they had to pull some stock stuff and redo it, and mm. they had to change the the art style a lot in 
to they turned it into some again without getting into spoilers i can't say why it is but like the things that they did made sense to convey what it is that they were trying to convey okay um and in addition um it's a very it was a very personal product uh, a very personal project for the guy it's hideaki ano i think was his name who uh played some music for us (laughs) i think an ad popped up on one of my other tabs um don't you love that no uh (laughs) i'm gonna quick side uh uh, so there is a every time I'm I've been doing a lot of work lately within Chrome and I've been using I use Firefox normally for some of my development but I need to use Chrome for this particular thing and what I need to do is I need to load up a YouTube page and then I need to use an extension so that I can pull it for, it's not that important what you need to know is that at most of the day there's a Chrome window open somewhere on my computer with a video in it okay. it's usually not being played it's just there for yeah, yeah, when yeah. I'm testing it and every time someone calls me or some sound kicks in or I get a text message for whatever reason, Chrome thinks it's its cue to play. And ah, it just starts playing. Nice. So the phone will ring and then the, then I'll raise the volume for the phone call and then the video will just My be chance. there. Yeah. Put me in, George, put me in. <laughs> exactly. It's like the most eager video. <laughs> and it's been, it's been actually driving me crazy. And you know what's also crazy? <laughs> this is derailing you is what I do. So what's also I thought that's what I do to you. What's also it's you know it's a mutual thing. It is. Uh, what's also crazy is the way that I have things set up. You can answer. I can answer my phone or text on any of my Apple devices, right? Mm-hmm. God forbid someone calls me. They all ring. At everything the same time. in the house. No, see that's the problem. Not at the same time. It's ring, 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 and they all. So there's just like a constant same noise because they're just off by so much and i guess i have just enough devices the phone to fill. the computer yeah. the ipad the toaster oven and they, they all ring it's at the like same time. it's like row 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 your boat like nice. it's, every, it's horrible and then when you answer the phone the other ones don't stop right away and they're just blaring from other parts of the wait house. they don't when you answer it not right away oh they're on the same delay i guess as the Jeez. ring it's, speaking it's, of derailments um you didn't give me how many thumbs this beer gets oh this one is a, is a thumb just one a single thumb. just the one thumb right. actually um, okay, back. <laughs> I know you enjoy um, what's his name work just as much as I do. Um, what the hell's his name? The guy like Simon Pegg's three Cornetto stuff. Edgar Wright. Yeah. That's his name. I knew it was going to get there eventually. Back on to this show. So, at the end of hello. <laughs> at the end of <laughs> at the end of the the run of the show. Yeah. They. Oh, sorry. Getting back to what. It was a personal project for, I think it's Hideaki Ano is his name. Okay. You can see, as the, the story goes, how personal it must have been because of what it's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Did you get attacked by Wolverine? I, I was attacked by some sort of creature. <laughs> Namely your pen? Uh, no, I don't know. Stylus, whatever that is. I don't is. know what, what's going on there. Anyway, um, sorry, guys. So, I've, got, I've got three claw marks on my arm. <laughs> this, like I, I alluded to yesterday, last week... Um, Existential dread. Being... That's like a, a that's like a prequel that's made twenty years ago today. <laughs> yeah, um, existential dread. You know, and the sense of self and where we fit in in our in the vast in the the circles of our life, right? Our immediate circle, bigger picture, literally in you know, the why are we here type of situation, all okay. that stuff. And you can see how much of it he poured himself into. And I, what I was looking into. Some of the backstory of this after I finished watching the show to understand exactly what happened at the ending. He said he was dealing with 
really aggressive depression in the wake of a breakup during the course of making this. And you okay. can see that kind it comes of, through. And what he said, I mean, to see how serious it was, he said literally it got to the point where, this, I mean, this is a Japanese man in Japan. They like Their culture is different the way they deal with these sorts of sure. things. Like, you can't reach out for help. He said a friend reached out to me and gave me a book. And if he didn't give me this book on self-help, I don't know that I would be here now to give this interview. Like, that's how serious these sorts of things are. So I got to pause you again. Uh, because the way that you described that, uh, I started to smirk. And I don't want you to think I was being... No, I know. You're thinking about Wedding Crashers. I absolutely am. <laughs> I'm reading Don't Kill Yourself, Lux. <laughs> I thought the book wasn't for you. It's, it's not, not for me. Don't worry about the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do actually want to kind of... I had this... I had to play around with these notes a lot to get them yeah. in the proper order. So it's going to be somewhat chronological. The last thing I'll leave off with is at the end of the 26th episode, when it ends, afterwards, there was such a hue and cry for a more robust ending. It's not that the ending itself was a problem. I actually mostly really liked it, and I'll get okay. into that more in a couple of minutes. Um, but they, because of their crunch of time and resources, they had to imply a lot of what happened. So they were able to you. make a movie that kind of was... A, it's, it is technically an alter ending, but you can see how the two things kind of dovetail together. Thematically they tread the same ground it's in the explication of it that things change a little bit because they get into much bigger detail because it's like an hour and a half movie okay to finish it that was overwriting the 40-ish minutes of those final two episodes interesting so in the experience that you can get on it's on netflix yes both of them are on there interesting and how is it set up that if it was for a continuous play what would happen would you watch the original and then i would the movie that's would what i would say you should well, I don't know, because they're treated as two discrete elements. Oh, okay. Because the movie that's the end is... And it even says it's even broken out. Episode 25. It's like restarting from that point, because... Got it. That's really interesting. So the, the main show is Neon Genesis Evangelion, and then the end of Evangelion is the name of the movie. Okay. Um, so... And he, he and, the, and the main people, like everyone was still involved with it. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're sharing one mic and I was try I was going to mute it, but that wouldn't have helped. No. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I guess it pause next time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I what I would I would say after having watched it right into it to fill in the gaps. If you're planning on watching it, watch it episode 1 to 26 and then watch end of event. Okay. And, and it all will fit together better. Um, so the first thing I'll say when I talk about what the show is about. We're talking about a kind of post-apocalyptic thing. Well, not quite apocalypse. There, civilization still exists. It's just very different from what it was. Technically, it's taking place right around now. I think 2015 or 2016 it was supposed yeah. to be taking place in. Um, it, again, the show came Mid out in 95. Okay, right. um, so it's basically 20 years after that. So it's... That's always fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. The funniest thing is because there's so much that's futuristic, but there are so many other things that aren't because like, mm -hmm. they're still using like wind-up tapes and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, they also have, like, and, like, all the computer, like, readouts. It's, like, kind of like watching Archer where they're, like, in a modern setting but uh -huh. using the old school computer readouts. Or John Wick, actually, is probably even a better mm -hmm. one. But, like, they have entire cities that can, that, because they're, the main, the most of the, show, the show takes place in Tokyo 3. Tokyo 1 was destroyed in their first, uh -huh. in a major clash with the Angels. And then Tokyo 2 came up, and then they made a Tokyo 3 that was part city, part military installation. 
Tokyo 2 still exists? I think so, yes. I, th- right. I think I'm remembering right. that correctly. Right. Um, but the whole city can be retracted into the earth. There's a huge Ooh. cavern underneath it. That's good. So I'm saying, like, some of the things, some of the weaponry they have is super advanced. But on the other hand, the, the Ava units, that's what they call them. They are, the, the units, the mech suits that they wear, they're huge skyscraper sized. Um, one person pilots it, each one. Um, they are super strong, super advanced, but they only can operate full, at full capacity if they're literally plugged into a power source. <laughs> so they're literally <laughs> running around with a gigantic tension cords hysterical. sticking out of them. And like across the city, they have different ports where if they have to disconnect from one, they can try and get to the next one because they can only run for five minutes of power without the cord plugged in. Okay. And it literally just will stop moving in its place. Um, now, how uh, how much is this explained or what? implied? The stuff that you just mentioned about, like, the cords. And, like, this oh, stuff. no, that's very well... So that's a cool thing. The, you know, we can do that now. Um, they, you understand why I'm asking, though, right? No, because I there, do. There are, like, certain stories like this or things like this where just, like, there's so much that is implied that you have to, like, do your own research or, like understand where it's coming from like and it's not like it doesn't feel like a complete story in that sense it's a really cool mix of things that they decide to explain to you in great detail and other things that they let you discover on your own okay um now i will say half half action yes um there are time and and it's some of it is given organically over time some of it is will be you know basil expedition (laughs) exposition whatever like you know Hey, here we're gonna explain a big Basil. thing. With, with this sort of thing, you're gonna have to have those things occasionally. Sure. It's just too much to give it totally organically. That's fair. Um, it's a deep. It's a fairly deep mythos. Some things are left organically for you to Im- that are implied that you have to discover on your own as time goes on. Uh, and some of these things they leave intentionally ambiguous so that you have like they don't necessarily want to give you the whole story draw your own conclusions mm-hmm. and some of it's just hey are you paying attention we don't have time to explain this thing right we'll now we'll jump to conclusions then. yes so you have these conclusions <laughs> and then you jump to them <laughs> the guy made a million dollars I really liked it because it, it, it the show doesn't ever hold your hand even though they make sure that hey this is a thing that there's a lot to give you and we're going to explain to you now but then we're going to leave you alone and you got to remember we're not going to remind you about this later like this happened. We explained it. Playtime's over, kids. Yeah, okay. Like, um, I can it's, get down with that. It's interesting because it's uh, I've just admit my my exposure to a lot of anime stuff. It was more of the kid version, like it was Pokemon. It was sure. you know it, even though I wasn't watching it was stuff like Digimon or um, the Yu Gi Oh. Those things like yeah. were all very kid centric. This is aiming at a more mature audience. Okay. When I say that, I mean more like something like teenage or so like meaning yeah. like 16 not six 11 you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like I got you. um but there are some times where it delves into the more childish stuff because three of the main characters are literally 14 year olds the pilots of the avas are all 14 years old huh. no they don't explain why exactly yes you can draw your own conclusions over the course of the show as to why. World's fucked up. Let's grow up quick. <laughs> well, at the beginning, it's kind of one of... Because the the whole thing is they kind of actually do a lot of the piloting with like their mental connection to these things. And they don't give a lot of explanation to that. And it becomes clearer more why... As they go into this... There are whole episodes where they spend on 
making sure that each of them are connecting to their own. They can't cross pilot each other's. They all have to pilot their own. Mm-hmm. And again, those are things that they re- they reveal as time goes on. Um, getting back more towards the beginning, though, what if I, if I were to tell you to say what the show is about? It's about. I'm really hoping you just went. You know what, man? I have no idea. <laughs> That's not a bad answer either. Um, no, actually, I, I did feel like I had a pretty good grasp for it at the end. Um, this is what I wrote down here. It got chunky. Even though it's kind of yeah, I mean, I can see that. Um, even though it's kind of freeform here. Um, the, the big question is: Can you go too far to save the world? Hmm. Like, are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to pay any price? Like, what is the personal cost or the cost to the people around you that you love or that you're fighting for Okay. that might exceed your breaking point? And what does that mean? Will you continue to fight on or are you willing to to, to trade off and let the world end? I can see why this show led to your weekend of existential That's, dread. <laughs> it was more like four weeks of existential <laughs> dread. So the leftovers took me a few weeks. I watched this over the course of a week yeah, and yeah. then the next day after I was done with this, I watched Burning. Uh, <laughs> What can we watch tonight that's just going to completely shut you down? <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's why I said, I, well, I kind of stepped back. I did watch a new episode of Archer. Archer's going to have to wait. Archer's been really good this season. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I've been very pleased with it. Um, what I, I was impressed with with this show is that it largely eschews and actually transcends a lot of the tropes that you see in these anime shows. Because when you go in, you kind of expect some certain things, good and bad, but I there's certain, like, Negative connotations. But again, things that I've watched that were aimed at a younger audience mm-hmm. where you see those sort of things. Um, for its time, and when you consider the source and the culture, it's surprisingly egalitarian in its objectification of people. Hmm. Um, that being said, there are definitely some notable exceptions. There are some things that go on that you expect in these sorts of shows, objectifying women. Mm. Um, even very early on the show, I was like, oh, we're going to do that, this whole thing? And then the next episode, there's a sight gag for, like, 90 seconds making fun of the main character who's a 14-year-old boy from a female perspective. Okay. It's like, you know what? Touche. If we're yeah. going to do that thing, if we're going to get into the weeds of it, yeah. do it on both sides. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah. Like, more power to you. Like, uh, I will say it's probably not 50-50. Probably, like, 60-40. You know, that's really funny. You know what? That's kind of, like, could you do much better for that time? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... that's, that's... That's kind of cool. Uh, what bothers what's it? Those are like the areas of anime that have always been like a little awkward. To, like to it's something that I've become more aware of in more recent years. Readings of stuff. It's like, huh? Yeah. You know what? I never really noticed it. That is kind of a problem. And, th- and that being said, it's like I, uh, with that aside, anime in general, I've never really, uh, th- I've never really been hooked. Yeah. And but Me I either. will say, I can appreciate why someone would be. Yeah. Like, I I get it. it well, I just don't it, think it's necessarily for me. But there are there are things that I do like. Like I I'm interested to watch this. If all of them measured up to this, I would watch more of it. Okay. Um. It was. Let me just. If you want my my early review of it, like here. Spoiler alert. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um. I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need some. <laughs> I'll log it. I, I'm gonna need some time <laughs> before I like watch it again. Maybe. But I. Like Logan style, feel like I want to watch it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it it got weird, mm-hmm. but we've never been afraid of weird around here. No. We actually embrace it quite often. Um, I'd say, like Cloud Atlas. Your shirt's off right now. Um, yeah, it always is when we. <laughs> <laughs> it was, okay. it, it's so not weird now that we don't even talk about it except for like now or yeah. like when we had Mike on. Hey, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
they found a new way to portray the action every week, which I thought was cool because well, it's actually not every episode, but a lot of the episodes there are are major action set pieces, which I know is something you've said in recent years doesn't interest you as much, and I can understand that. But this sort of thing, you know, it's not really what I was looking for either. I the reason I watched this is because I've heard of if it's examination of the human condition, which mm. I think I've already pointed to it being a serious part of it. Right. And I still have more about that to talk about. But what is cool is in the nature of the enemy that they fight, every one of them is different. So it allows them to literally do something different every week. That's cool. It, which is cool. And that's what keeps it fresh. Well, and it's also, that's, that's pretty common for anything that has like some sort of like weekly cadence or something like that. Like, you know, any, but like, so a lot of them are, like, fall in their face the because they do like, the same yeah. thing. You know what I mean? This didn't, which is cool. Um, now, I will say, like I said, the um, the things that you you like expect to see, there is a fair amount of angst in this. Mm-hmm. But again, when you consider that your three of your main characters are fourteen year old and the world is you ending around it. them, the angst is very well earned in this, okay. and they're judicious oh. with it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. hey, we're leaning into this full scale in this episode because. Like, the adrenaline's worn off. Like, it's time to pick up the pieces and deal with what's going on today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so it's more angst and not, like, whiny bitch. There, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but there's going to be that in some anything. Most of it is... Yeah, on a scale of zero to the Order of the Phoenix, how whiny are we talking? Three. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like, there can be moments where it's... Ang- like, and then, like, it's, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, most of the angst is earned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's... This is literally too much for me to deal with right yeah. now. I can't even. Yes. <laughs> um, and also, like, the hyperbolic reactions that you sure. expect in, like, that sort of... There are occasionally, but they're very judicious with it. What do I do? They, <laughs> they, there's no catchphrase or anything like that. Like, they totally skip all that yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, none of that shit. Um, it largely excludes, like, the pratfalls that you're expecting in those animated... Like, Every once in a while, it'll spice it up with one, but there's not like it's not like that happens like every five seconds. Cool. Um, I was surprised because they really hold off from it in the first maybe five episodes. It can be really fucking funny. Oh yeah. Um, which you kind of need that to like ease the tension oh, occasionally. Yeah, for sure. um, but it's like you know, there's like some episodes that are like funny man. Though. That's I mean, that's we talk about that with uh, no spoilers. We talk about that with like Endgame. Like yeah, the movie would be. Like, like morbidly depressing if it wasn't for all the comedy peppered in to help you along. I will say by the end of the show, they kind of stop and yeah. there's a good reason. Yeah, okay. Um, the music in this was great, especially oh, for the time that it was in. You know what to say to me. Now, some <laughs> some of the things that are in it are kind of like checking box, like, oh, I kind of expect this from an anime thing. Okay. But not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's some little electronic in here. Yeah. There's some overly aggressive guitar at times 1995 anime it's like the you know? hair on your arm sticking up like you're getting excited about I'll say it. I'm a big fan of the um, the, uh, the like the fight music that's one of the things like they, they, when like the big fight scenes when like, the boss fight but and it's like very inspired by like Jaws actually I, like, I feel like this is the <laughs> missing link between Jaws and like the Hans Zimmer like Dunkirk because it's that very like organic like this is re- overwriting your like pulse, like your your heartbeat type of thing, because it literally starts and it keeps building, and then they start adding in things on top of it. It's, so between Jaws and Dark Ominous, this guns. is the missing link. Yes, uh, the masturbating dog killers on the list again. <laughs> <laughs> <Bom>. <laughs> um. So 
what I if I was going to describe what this show, what the experience of watching the show was like, this, I think this is kind of cool. I kind of came up with this on the fly, and then okay. it became more and more. Picture you wake up on a train, and you Been look, there. You, look you look at you look <laughs> outside, and you realize you're about to be pulling out of a train station. Okay, so far so good. You don't remember getting on the train. Okay, been there. That was a longer story. Go on. <laughs> and this gives you a little bit of a panic for a second. But yeah. You look around. It's like there's and there's some sort of commotion going on on the train station, but doesn't matter because we're the wheels are rolling. We're leaving. Yeah. Like okay, um, this is weird. I don't remember getting on this train. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know anyone sitting around me. But everyone seems friendly. They're all actually talking to each other. They're having a good time. Okay. Nothing seems wrong on the train. They're having a good time. And the train's going, and you're. Your phone, you got no service. You can't really, don't recognize any of the landmarks around you as you're cruising through the countryside. It's a little concerning, but, you know, someone comes by with a food cart. You get some food. You know, someone offers you a half their sandwich, whatever. You know, everything's nice. People are kind of, like, absorbing you into the culture of on the train. It's like, okay, like, I don't feel like I'm in any danger. No one seems to know each other here, but everyone seems friendly. That's great. And the train's going for a while, and, you know, you've kind of, someone rings on the, the, you know, we're, only one more hour till our destination. Oh, that seems okay. Um, we'll figure it all out when we get off the train. And then everything gets a little bit surreal. And you realize that it feels like you have this heightened sense of time is slowing down around you. Where you're experiencing things at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. And everything's moving slower around you. And you realize that something is off. And it's the angle of everything you're looking at. You look outside and you realize it's because the train is slow motion derailing but you're experiencing it in full speed as the train is slowly tipping and you're looking around is anyone else experiencing this as you or do you have vertigo oh no uh you look down at your hands those aren't hands those are snakes eating your wrist um oh that's right you uh, must have been drugged with acid when you had that half a sandwich that that person offered you oh my god the snakes are eating my hands and then you walk off the train what the fuck <laughs> Okay, so I have a very serious question right now okay. while this is going on. Are the answer. lights flickering? Yes. Thank God. It was perfect that that <laughs> because, happened yeah, while I was you doing were like, that. You, like, you, the way you were like, Al was staring directly into my soul while he said that, and the, lights and the world was starting to kind of slow down around me, and the lights were exactly. flickering, and I was like, is he, am I being hypnotized? Look at your hands, they're snakes, <laughs> and they're eating your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was uh, terrifying. It where, sure um, is. Where did some of those very specific examples come from? Couldn't tell you. I don't remember anything I said. <laughs> I blocked out. Yeah. Um, no. So uh, it is like watching a slow motion train derailment. Because it starts off and it's, you know, a lot of times when you get the fish out of water type storyline, right? You and the main character are both learning as you go along, right? Mm-hmm. You're both the fish out of water and you are, the, he's the surrogate for you in the story. In this case... He has that to a certain extent. Shinji is the main character. Um, although it's kind of a Lord of the Ringsian main character where it's okay. like like he gets like 40% of the... Other people are, then, e- are like pretty much equally important. E- equally important, but just get slightly less screen time. You know Got what it. I mean? Um, but it's what, what is kind of cool about it is it's unlike... it's The way that the narrative is presented is actually kind of Game of Thronesian, where it's you're following this main person and you get inner monologue for him. And then you'll follow for a couple of minutes this other character. But you'll get in a monologue for that person too. But then you'll jump back out and you're back to this person even within the same 
scene. So you get a you get snapshots of a lot of what's going on over the course of it, okay. and a lot of different things. Um, it's complex, um, but um, he has more information going in than you do. You have almost no information. He gets thrown right into the shit. And he knows a little bit what's going on, but he still also doesn't know much. So he starts off a little bit ahead of you, and then he jumps up way past you, and you're like, whoa. And then you kind of get it, and then you kind of catch back up, and you're on the same pace for a while. And then you go along, and go along. And as the thing starts going, the train starts derailing before you realize it. Mm. And by the time you realize it, it's too late. All you can do is watch it happen around you Mm -hmm. and wonder if everyone else realizes it's happening or if it's only you who can tell. And then it just gets super fucking trippy at the end. You're really making me want to watch this. It's good. We're going to start watching it tomorrow. All right. Um, Not tonight. Tomorrow. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I have anything else really. If there's any questions that you have that you want to ask me about it, I will do my best to answer without spoiling. How how weird was the end thing? Like, were you able... Were you able to uh, adjust to this to the weird situation of yes. retconning like two episodes? Um, it, so the thing is, again, without mm-hmm. getting into specifics, like I said, they implied at where it was going on, but at a certain point, like I was trying to allude to with how specific and personal the project was for him, and the nature of they don't actually care about these suits and these angels they care about how these people are dealing with this crisis that's what the story is really really about got it that's where they go for the final two episodes does somebody at some point have their hands eaten by snakes no (laughs) no that was entirely from my own twisted mind um i mean you sold me on it you the the way that you're talking about it i i the vibe that i get is that by the end of it, it it's probably not going to be my favorite thing, but I'm not going to be sorry I, I really liked it. it. So I really liked it. Okay. Um, it's weird. It's really fucking weird, but it was really good. I can get down with weird. Um, but so to to kind of put a final point on that whole idea of the split between the final two episodes and the end, the end movie, um, they go really deep inside with those two episodes, and they leave the outside world stuff to your imagination some and in the movie they still they find a different way to tell the specific part of the story they want to tell about the interior stuff okay but it's thematically it's the same they give you all of the actual outside stuff that's going on you know what i'm saying yeah so they're telling the same story just in, it'd be like if i told a story about something to someone and then you told that same story how the perspective changes even though we're telling the same story you know what I mean? Yeah. Neither thing makes the other a little one... A telephony, but... Neither one of the things becomes invalid because you're going to focus on different details sure. of the story because your eyes perceive it differently See, than that's, I See, that's really funny, and I wonder... They don't They don't funny. actually cancel each other out. They work in concert. There's like a... What, what I, I really like about what you're saying there is I watched this... Uh, back when The Dark Knight had come out, there was this anime Batman series. Like it was like it was like six... Five or six Batman animes. Mm-hmm. And... It was all about. It was all Batman from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So it was like the kids seeing him as like this superhero, and it was the like the addict, like drug dealer, seeing him as like this terrifying bat because he was like an actual bat mm-hmm. because he was hallucinating, and like they kept going with like all these different. And I thought that was like really cool. Like that's the the point is still the same. Yes, 
but the perspective was different. It's the same and it, idea. It became everybody's own story, which was kind of cool. It's the same idea as Luke and Ben Solo telling their two sides yeah, and then yes. getting the truth. That's really the full picture of it is the thing that you get at the end, whereas the two the two episodes or the movie are one of them or the other telling the story. Whether it was fleeting or right in your face, it was the taste of betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I, what I would say on those things is I really like the original and understanding the context for its issues afterwards filled in the gaps for it. Mm-hmm. I like the movie on its own too, although it gets a bit gratuitous in telling its story. Um, it because it just goes like I thought we were fully off the deep end and then I found it went five foot deeper, like, um, and I, it's understandable. But the very end or let's say eight of the final ten minutes, there is they literally like Anno literally put a middle finger up to the audience, um, and it's understandable when you consider like like they were receiving death threats. So I will yeah, give a okay. little bit of a spoiler. At one point there is a sequence during the full trippiness where there's real live footage of people in theaters and stuff like that and they start flashing and over the at different periods of time there's flashing of Japanese characters on the screen yeah uh, during especially a lot of like the trippier like internal monologue scenes um, and the things that are important they give you English subtitles for although sometimes they can be hard to track just because they don't sit well on the screen um, and in this case what they put up on the screen was actual copies of the death threats they received. That's what I'm saying. It was literally a middle finger. Oh, you got what you wanted. I made the fucking movie for you. Uh, this is what it got took to make it. Thanks a lot, guys. Like wow, you like literally were telling us to kill ourselves, or we're gonna come and kill you because we ruined the ending to the yeah. show. Um, and then the very, very wow. final scene is actually a bit of an fu as well, although it's ambiguous enough that you can choose to read it how you want. Sure. There's a there is a dis- a discreet and definite ending to the show. It's not actually like any sort of okay. cliffhanger thing, but something specific that happens in it is left a little bit up to interpretation. Okay, I gotcha. So it's the same thing where I spent... Man, I'm sold. You I got sp- me. I spent about half an hour reading up some stuff after I was done watching it all yeah. that helped fill in some of the gaps because there was a couple of times where because this was redubbed and re-aired from Japanese to English and modernized from 1995 mm-hmm. to 2019 and I'm sure there's just... Ever- occasionally things just get left on the cutting room floor on top of that. Yeah. There was a couple of things that I couldn't quite track. Like I feel like I got the gist of it but like the puzzle piece wasn't fit, fit, fitting for me, and I read it at the end. I was like, "Oh, that uh, makes sense. Totally got it now." But that was like three things over the run of the show. Like it wasn't a big deal. Most of it I was able to track as it was going. Sure. At least the spirit of what they were trying to tell you, if not the specifics. Cool. I mean, I'm, you got me. I'm I really in. enjoyed it. I'm in. It's fucking weird. If anyone who's heard this and want to give it a try, just understand it's gonna be weird. Maybe keep yourself to watching two or three episodes at a time. Yeah. And don't let too long of a gap in between like, yeah, watching it. It's I can imagine. Something where, but it's easy to, I mean, like, when you talk, when you strip, like, the, the pre and post, like, the credits, like, yeah. it's 19 to 21 minutes of episode at a time. It's super easy to cruise through. Cool. Uh, that's exciting. I want to watch it. Uh, you, you definitely sold me. Um, with that being said, I think we need to get into our fourth of the week. Makes sense. Hello, and welcome to episode 95 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me, forever and always, the man, the myth, old Georgie, Alessandro Bailsey. Say hello, Al. I may have won a rear guard action or two against decrepitude. (laughs) (laughs) On this week's episode, we're going to keep it light on the news and nuggets. We're only going to do probably one or two. 
Uh, we got something very big to talk about. Very special. Very special something to us. Very special to our listeners. At least one or two of them. We're going to do Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Finally. Fucking finally. Finally. 95 episodes in. Finally. Here it is. Long promised. Has it been a year since we made our initial I, promise that I, you were going to sit down and watch it? I'm pretty sure. It's been about a year. It's been a year since I've made no progress. Uh, <laughs> before we dive into that, though, we'll do one one quick nugget, something interesting about lightsabers. Uh, but first, Al, what are we drinking? Well, it seemed like it made perfect sense to drink a Newburgh beer, one of our beloved beers. Naturally. With our beloved movie, Cloud mm. Atlas. So we're drinking Ruby's, hey. Ruby Soho Saison. Ruby, 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 Ruby. <laughs> Saison. Brewed with rhubarb and honey. It's brewed what? With, it's, the brew, <laughs> it's the Brewed with Heart series. You may have heard a couple of those in the past. Brewbarb? Yes, yeah, Brewbarb, exactly. Proudly brewed and bottled by Newburgh Brewing Company in Newburgh, New York. It is 7.0% alcohol by volume. This was one pint, one pint and 0.09 fluid ounces. Bottle, it comes in pints and points. Bottle conditioned and primed to explode. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this uh, was a dramatic opening right before we got on air. So what Al doesn't realize is that's exactly how explosive the beers that he gives me usually are. Yeah. Uh, it's something about this house. Um, yeah, it's pressure. It's the air here in Jersey. Because this is the Brewed with Heart series, we get a little note from Chris Basso, who is the head brewer. Ruby Soho stays on. Ruby Soho is a nod to a style of beer that we love with something else we love. <laughs> try that again Ruby Soho <laughs> is a nod to a style of beer that we love with something else we love supporting our local farmers Ruby Soho is a 7.0% alcohol by volume Belgian Saison that was brewed with rhubarb from Black Horse Farms and honey from Hudson Valley Harvest I really my mind just registered that with rhubarb and Black Horse and I was like why? <laughs> um, and, and honey from Hudson Valley Harvest it has a gentle tartness from the rhubarb that is complemented with subtle honey notes. Seriously, you are just giving me gold. Gentle tartness. <laughs> <laughs> a delicious example of what can be accomplished by supporting local. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> oh my god. That is gently tart. Oh. That's nice. It's funny. I have barely held memories of rhubarb because when we had... You remember the condo that we lived in in Vermont? Yes. Um, we had rhubarb growing under our back porch. So every once in a while... It seemed where it's where you'd want it to be. We'd pick the rhubarb, and my mom knew someone who made strawberry rhubarb pie. Okay. And we would get a little bit of that pie since it was our rhubarb. What does a rhubarb look like? Does it kind of have like a Swissard look to it? Almost like a stalk? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but like it's like red. Yeah. Switch art is like it looks like red celery. But it's isn't switch art like thin though? This is it's, thicker. It's that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's thin and that's why I said like celery first because it's a thicker if I gotcha. remember because it's been a while since I've actually seen it mm-hmm. outside of like a piece of pie. Sure. Um outside of the pie. Yeah. Um free pie. We had gr- the two great things about living in that condo. We had the rhubarb growing underneath the porch, and if you walked behind the unit there was a little creek. I remember the creek. And during the spring and summer, blackberries grew next to the creek. So Berries. Blackberries. Blackberries is what blackberries I heard. Blackberries grew up. They grew up there. On the bushes. They were hanging out. The <laughs> Used to pluck those little bears right off the vine. They were so, um, they were so, so fluffy. So <laughs> I would have a lot of breakfasts during the summer with black wild blackberries in my 
Like cereal. In my breakfast. In my cereal. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Allow That's myself to introduce, to introduce myself. <laughs> that sounds that sounds nice. That's a nice little treat. It was, it was. Blackberries out there, little rhubarb. Uh, I'd like to grow some stuff. Speaking of, that sounds pretty nice. This beer, very good. Yeah. The well, first of all, the Brewed with Heart series has never let us down. We've done two or three of them. That's where the sour Jessica Porter came from. Right? Yes. That was probably one of the most unique and delicious beers. It was had. so good. Yeah. That was a while ago that we did that one. Yeah, I will never forget that one. Um. Yeah, that I one. I asked about it when I was there. Yeah, I think it was like a limited release because it was from this series. Mm-hmm. Like they might have cast or like held some in reserve to like, you know what I'm pissed about? I, I fucked up. I was gonna do it. I just saw it like two days ago online, and I told you I drive by it like twice a day while I'm taking care of the cats for my brother mm-hmm. who's taking care of it for his boss. Um, and I was driving by Thursday night before we recorded last week's episode, and. I, last week's episode yesterday. Last week's episode yeah. last night, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was, it's the John Oliver show, right? Yeah. <laughs> last week tonight. Last week tonight. <laughs> um, and before I had gone there, I was like, oh, I should make sure I stop there because they just started selling Newberg Brewing koozies. Mm. So I should pick up a koozie and yeah. go see Anthony tomorrow. I was exhausted, totally forgot until I got home and we started oh, recording. I, really, I didn't say anything then. I know you started off that this was a, a sad story, but I fully expected you to pull a koozie out at the end of that story to like become the champion. I thought you were going to say, I was totally exposed, expecting you to t- pull a koozie out of your ass there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, will, I will endeavor to get you a koozie. I really meant to. I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Let me buy it. Totally forgot. Well, you're a savage. Um, this is a thumb up. This is, this is a, a delight. But a real one. See, you know what's funny? You've, you, you I've totally corrupted the you word. You made a complex. Like, you, you instilled a complex in me. Yes. I've heard somebody else say that something was a delight, and I just didn't believe them. I ruined the word for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined the monster. word. I ruined the word for you. Uh, no, no, this is really, really good. Yeah. Um, because it is subtly tart. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll say that the rhubarb is subtle. The honey, surprisingly, in there, it doesn't overwhelm the honey. Everything that's in this beer would generally lead it to be something that I would not care for. I like honey. I don't know. I like those things by themselves, but for whatever, th- this style, this flavor, this, this now, You're not thing, big on this, but the ones I've given you, you've seemed to have enjoyed. This in particular is the best one, I think, that you've and given it, like, me of this style. I like skirts the line of, it's not quite... Totally a sour. Mm-hmm. It's not quite a sour wah, season. Wah, wah. We gotta get back to singing the theme songs. <laughs> I should have whistled. The, maybe when we start the movie, yeah, I'll whistle the theme. Okay. Because I was doing it before that. I played the actual Cloud Atlas sextet on to get us in the mood for the episode, and then we got going mm-hmm. before the beer exploded. Um, Everywhere. Let's get into this new real. Yeah, Wait, yeah, no, yeah. sorry. How many thumbs? One thumb. Still only one thumb? Well, the, the thing is... See, I'm telling you, you're overly restricted point. by the thumb okay, you want, scale. Okay, you want... Do you want... Do I, is, it, is it time? Do I have to increase the scale? You have to. You, you, the fact... Like, you liked this beer and you loved this beer and they have the same grade. Yeah. <laughs> How many thumbs? It's one thumb. <laughs> one thumb still. For me, the other one would probably be rated higher. This, oh, okay. that, the other one is the one that suffered by the scale. It wasn't this one. Which one? The, the other one. Oh, okay. But. Um, let's talk about some news. <laughs> the last Newberg one we did. Yeah. Which one was that again? Um, a significant change has been made to improve. This is from IGN.com. This is on today. A significant change has been made to improve lightsabers in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Pause. 
So I read that headline <laughs> earlier today, and I meant to go back to it. And the whole day I've been thinking, what could have possibly been changed that qualify as significant? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Wired via comic book. Ray Actor. What does that mean? <laughs> Wired. They wrote a comic book and they gave it to me. No, the I think it's via comicbook.com. Um, Ray Actor, actress, Daisy Ridley, talked about a. Actor. He- yeah, but she's an actress. They, we use actor, I think, across the board now. Do we? I think so. Well, this is news to me. Okay. Ray Actor, Daisy Ridley, talked about a key difference in the, light, in the new lightsabers, explaining that they are notably lighter than ones used in previous films, including The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, allowing for more acrobatic fights, which... What sorry, the, sorry, say it again. What what does it do? <laughs> the actual lightsaber yeah. that they're using on set is being made to be lighter so she can oh. swing it more easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, which is leading to more acrobatic fight scenes, which has been one of the few complaints I've had of these new movies, is that when you come off the high of how, like balletic that the fight scenes in the first uh, the three prequel movies yeah. are if, when they were sparring with flashlights yeah um no like it's like it was incredible the choreography yeah. that they oh did. it absolutely was i feel like now i i totally understood why they chose not to do it for the force awakens there's real reasons to with her not having the training to do so but i at this point now especially we're going to get at least i think they confirmed was a year time jump or something like that something um she should have more training and she should be able to handle more technically sound fighting mm. skills show me something man yeah, yeah. it's 2019 well, show fair. me something cool like, i'm down with that uh, i uh have you've seen all those old school behind the scenes footage of like it's, it looks like tinfoil wrapped up in a stick yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then i've seen the ones that look like the 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 fish sticks not like the food yeah. fish sticks like the ones that you use for electrical wiring yeah. on the end of yeah. the thing and they're like smacking them back and forth when yeah, it's like you and mcgregor like, and significant wobble yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, it probably that's what it reminds you the fish sticks because those can yeah. bend <laughs> yeah. like, probably take a lot more effort to actually edit that into a lightsaber because mm-hmm. like you have to clip out the bend of the yeah yeah i already heard they were they were tweaking the visuals of the respawns uh jedi fallen order oh there was some complaint about the lightsaber looking like it was solid blue and they want to get it back to looking like it was white tinged with blue mm. and they said yep totally sound criticism we fixed it it's gonna nice. be fine i like that i like that response have you read any of their coverage on game informer game informer made it the cover of the the month last month no i am actually there's a million stories in there I know you're always afraid of like spoiler stuff. They really didn't give you anything. It's not even that with the video game is I don't know how much more I could really hear about it. I what I'm gathering from this is I got to experience the game. That's a lot of it, yes. But I but there was conversation about stuff like that that I found okay. interesting. Just showing like attention to detail to what they were making and like the thought processes behind why they chose to do certain things from like a very macro standpoint that I found interesting. Mm-hmm. But as far as the specifics of the game, you're right. There are there's nothing plot spoiler they're being very adamant like we're not telling you anything about it um some of the just like the mechanics of the game they've been talking about that i find interesting like you said some of that you need to just experience but some of it i found interesting like the relationship that you have with your ship how it becomes kind of an open world game where you can travel anywhere you want at any time once they open that pathway up to you Mm -hmm. and the idea of wanting you to level up over the course of it and then re-examine areas and that there'll be story reasons to take you back to some of the areas and that you can just choose to go there because it'll mark off like hey i can't get to that now but eventually i'll be able to like because it's been, tied to like abilities i like that concept i've just been i've been getting the vibe that it's a game that's going to be a lot more fun to play than to talk about which is okay 
Yeah, that's probably true. I'm totally fine with that. I just need to. Uh, I, I don't know. Every the the things I'm hearing aren't like super overwhelming. Like, and I'm just like, let me just experience it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But if you come across something that's like, oh, then yeah, keep bringing it up. Okay. Um, the interesting thing about this film is that we concentrate more on the fact that the lightsabers are light. Because the old lightsabers were so heavy, as Eunice said, Eunice is the new stunt coordinator. I want to know how heavy they were. This is just raising more questions for me. <laughs> that it was more like broadsword fighting, which isn't technically what it's supposed to be, because lightsabers are supposed to be light by nature. So they actually made the lightsabers lighter for us. We in this film have perhaps one of the most epic fights in Star Wars. She mentioned uh, this change. So excited. It's she, happening. She Ow. also mentioned this. Yeah, we're only like five months away. Five months. Almost to the day. Five months away. Wait, when do we get a trailer? Another trailer. September think? or October. Okay. It, it, they always do it during Monday Night Football. Yeah. Oh my God. It's happening. Then like I'm getting that that fuzzy that warm fuzzy. Uh, the thing that meme with uh, what's his name, the crazy old politician guy. Um, it's the one that's got the flashing stuff. And he goes like this, and it's it's, it's happening. More like wacky waving and playful arm pulling too. Yeah, Al Harrington's wacky waving. <laughs> um, did I send you that meme with? Or it might have been like a, it was like a mini comic strip. It was a conversation between at a at a dinner table, and it was this. Wacky waving arm inflatable tube man saying, Dad, I really want to become a doctor. He says, You're going to get into the family business, strip ass naked, and, and wave your arms in front of a building. <laughs> so good. Um, when asking, sorry, she also mentioned this change during the Happy Sad Confused podcast when talking about a fight between Ray and Kylo in the upcoming film. It's a great fight. I've been, I've become such a better fighter, and they made the lightsabers lighter, so it actually looks like we're swinging light and not heavy swords. That's cool. This fight, it was in November. We had water being thrown at us. I'm not going to complain about the cold. I'm just not going to do it. So, and she started laughing. So it was like a real thing of stamina. It felt really epic. It felt epic even at that time. One can only imagine what it's going to look like in the final product. You know what's funny? Until you, t- until this came out, it didn't dawn on me. They do look heavy. Yes. Now that I'm thinking about, it. like I'm thinking, about you can see scenes. the weight as she's when they like zoom in, especially when she's on Octo, where she's swinging the thing around. Yeah. You can see the weight at the end of her arm as yeah, she like, comes to the end of the strikes. Yeah. That's so funny. It was less apparent with with him, and, but his fighting style was much more like close. Oh, I, I thought his. I thought it's now that I'm thinking about it. I think it's pretty clear that it's his heavy as well. I guess so, but I guess it was like it seemed less noticeable to me because his movements are so like. Like tight, even though he's like, like tall and lanky, he keeps his arms close yeah. to his body during like like the fight with a lot of the swings where like she gets full extension a lot. Like yeah. think about like her swinging at the rock, fluttery. She's like she's got like like the like that classic like mm-hmm. stance with like her body turned and her arm at full extension. Okay. How do we make the hero look more badass? Yeah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> How do we make it suck for the hero? Make the lightsaber happy. <laughs> uh, do you want to tackle any other news before we get into the movie, or are we good with that? Um, we can no, push it other stuff until the next no, one. No, let's push it until the next one. Let's get into our pick of the week. All right, let's do it. Hello, and welcome to episode 95 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me for Ring Always, the man, the myth, the Soylent Green, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> Soylent Green is made of people. <laughs> <laughs> on this week's episode, we're going to keep it light with the news and nuggets, because we've got something really important to get to. A really movie that special. we've been very excited to get to. Something that... Al's been very excited to get to. I've been excited. <laughs> Some of our audience members, Mike, or my cousin Mike, hey Mike, he's been ex- Mike. excited for it. 
Um, we've, we've discussed talking about it for a long time. Yeah. And so we figured it's finally time to get to it's it. It's time. And with that being said, but first, our flick of the week is Cloud Atlas. Yes. But first, Al, what so are we drinking? What are we drinking? Uh, we figured we would do something special with Cloud Atlas being our episode of the week. We would do our one of our favorite beer, or one of our favorite breweries at least, because uh, I haven't had this beer yet, and you for damn sure have not had it yet. Um, maybe. Maybe. Well, <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> Been holding on to this I, one for a while you, you, for you. You're like, you went there again, you son of a bitch? I still <laughs> can't believe you went there when I lived like 12 minutes away, and I was only like 18 minutes ahead of you on the highway. I was I was still drunk. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. It was fun. Um, we're drinking a Newberg beer. If you weren't able, to... <laughs> the house uh, was run by Nazis. It was Nazi. It's it's... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Vicky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're talking about Newberg Brewing Company. If you hadn't figured that out by now, uh, Margaritaburg is the name of this beer. It's an imperial. Sour ale. It says to drink local. They continue to put the white text on the yellow square. Yeah, th- maybe we should talk to them about this. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I know people there. Uh, alcohol 9.0% by alcohol by volume. Uh, what does that say, though? It says the same thing on all of them, or no? Proudly brewed and canned by Newburgh Brewing Company, Newburgh, New York, USA. Drink local. It's a sour ale. It's an imperial goza. Brewed with salt, lime, and whoa, agave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? That's how you say that? <laughs> yes. That's funny. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Goza. I believe it's a German word, and it is their style of Goza. sour beer. Yes. Because Checkpoint Charlie Berliner Weiss is a... Or I guess Berliner Weiss. That's Edelweiss. <laughs> it's an Imperial Goza brewed with salt, lime, and agave. It's not a margarita. It's a margarita bird. I like it. Man, they really nail it with their cans. Give me a cheers, cheers. here. I'm excited about this one. Let's go. Oh, that smells sour. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, that singed the nostrils. Oh, that is something. Whew. First of all, let me, let me just... Give me a little round of applause for Newberg. Doing a, a sour beer, 9% alcohol by volume, it's hard to do. Because in order to get the alcohol by volume that high requires a lot of yeast production of alcohol, of rendering from the sugar. And sometimes when you get up to or exceeding 10%, this is only 9%, you don't like it? No, no, I like it. it it's it, it's a straight-up margarita. That is why it's high alcohol content. <laughs> Well, I don't think they added any tequila to this one, um, though they did add the agave and salt and lime. Was that the last one? Lime, yes. Um, but for them to get that high alcohol by volume, you need to have a lot of yeast. It has to be like fervent in its. Why are these? Well, with the sour, <laughs> it may have been. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure what version of souring they do for this goza. Um, your cat's eating them. What's he doing? This is great radio. This is I, I us watching your cat. Yeah, it's fine. Keep going. Uh, I, I'm gonna see you. You keep talking. I'm gonna see where this goes. Once you start getting up to and over 10% alcohol by volume, a lot of times you have to repitch the yeast because as the alcohol content increases, it kills the living right. yeast in it. So it's literally the yeast are killing themselves oh. by creating too much alcohol. 
when you, you sick bastards. <laughs> the souring process causes a lot of that to slow down. Mm. So for them to be able to get it up this high. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> we should watch that later. Uh, oh, I'm okay with that. So you said we need to cleanse the palate yeah. a little bit after all the existential dread that I've been dealing with these mm. last few weeks yeah. between the leftovers, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which by the end of this I don't know I'll be able to pronounce properly. Every time, and you, you say never it, have. I don't no. think at this point. I haven't really tried. If I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> but every time you say it, I'm trying to. There's a, I can't think of it. Well, I know I, I only realized after we started talking about it that you thought I was saying of Angelion. Oh, yeah. yeah. And no, it's it's one word, Evangelion. Got it. This is nonsense. Um, this, okay, it's a lot I, of nonsense. I feel like I'm getting drunk smelling this. Let's beer. talk. <laughs> also, did you notice sediment? Well, yeah, but no. The, there's like bubbles, like not just the normal, like bubbles that are in a beer. Not just the normal. There's like pockets of I'm not entirely sure what. Is it the agave? Is it from the salt? Maybe. Most beers don't have salt in it. You know what I'm talking about? There's like bigger other things that aren't like settlement that looks like it's like pockets of stuff floating in the beer. I have no idea, dude. I, think it I might do be the see. Salt. I see what you're talking about. I think it might be the salt. Big grains of salt on the mugwood. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you're right. This is very margarita-esque. This oh. is one of the more unique beers I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's pretty delicious. I think I'm good with just the one though. I don't think I'd want to drink a lot of these. I think I'm good with just the half of one. Is what I <laughs> well, if you need, I mean, we're sitting here. It's great that we get to record together. Yeah, that's true. Um, just like if you need slide me to, it over to you. If you need me to help, I'm willing, ready, and able to help. The thing is, it's so good. Um, this is a. Uh, it's weird because if you could it's see my face fast. right now, <laughs> yeah, because it's so sour and salty at the same time, you would think that I dislike this. Yeah, if you could see my face, I take a sip. You look perturbed, and it's like. Ugh. That's what it looks like. That's actually that's pretty sure that's close to the noise I made when I smelled it the first time. <laughs> But it's it is really tasty. It is. Um, it's just it's a lot. It is a lot. There are there are weird other bubbles right? in there. I'm not going crazy. It's that wild yeast though. <laughs> just, <laughs> just dancing at the top. I this is the first. Okay, I officially agree with you that we're getting into an area that I need more than a five-star rating. Yes. <laughs> because I don't know where it's to place it. It's just too complicated. <laughs> because this would be a thumb up. I feel like every single one is like... a one, and then, but it's like, I feel like you're like, there's like, you talk much more glowingly about some of them. Like, you talk pretty glowingly about something like a Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. And you talked, like, satisfied about something like an ICA. Mm-hmm. But you gave them the same grade. Yeah. And then it's feel yeah. like this this isn't a two this isn't a two thumbs up. Yeah. But I feel like you need more than a one thumb for I this. I do need more than one thumb. This is like a this is like a, a special reserve label. It gets its own entire yeah, separate like it's like, I don't, I, because I really don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I know I like it. I just don't I couldn't tell, tell you. Tell me how it makes you feel. It makes me feel excuse me. Drunk. Okay, next. It makes me feel like uh like oh, that was a I'm drinking like a this is gonna sound insulting, but I don't mean it to be this way. No, it makes me feel like I'm drinking like a limerita, like a like one of those things, but by but like uh, by people that make actual beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like not trash in a can. Trash in a can. Trash. Not, yeah. not just not not lime and salt piss. 
Lemon but, salt piss. I don't think I've ever actually but, had. Not what's gonna come out of me when I'm done with this, oh. but this. <laughs> I've never had any of the Rita series, and I count myself as lucky for having been so. Oh yeah, that's a. This reminds me of a fun Good story. Went to a concert a few weeks ago. It was. Who did? I did. Oh. I thought that was clear. You're pointing direct at me. <laughs> I did too, but you weren't there. <laughs> uh, country concert. Zach Brown. Couldn't remember who huh. it was. Uh, at Bethel Woods. And, you know, we were. We made, we made the most of the day. It was a Friday. Everyone took off work. I met up with my friend Josh, um, who might listen to this. He's a pretty big fan of Cloud Atlas, actually. I put him onto it. Um, as I have with all of the people who I know who've seen it, other than Mike. Hello again, Mike. Come on, man. Um, Where you at? Yeah. Um, so, anyway. We're doing this episode for you. Yeah, what? <laughs> so, um, we, we were, we, you know, we made the full, like, like of the day. We took, we got there at, like, 3 o'clock, you know, the whole, you get the whole experience until the show starts at, like, 7, you know? Josh had the grill set up. Nice. We, you know. That's cla- fun. Classic tailgate fair. We brought um, an entire... Um, pot of meatballs in sauce. I wow. <laughs> I yeah, not one thousand guesses wasn't going there. You'd be you'd be uh, forgiven for not having gotten it in a thousand guesses, and yet it's the second time we've brought that to Buffalo Woods. I, you know what? See, this is the one I want to go to with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bethel Woods meatballs, duh. Who doesn't tailgate with freshly made uh, meatball parm sandwiches? Um, Can I ask you advice? Yes. Uh, you, you've tailgated. You I have uh, you have tents. You have like those. those I do. Uh, I have one that oh. I got recently. One of those pop up tents. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. It, it has a wall that comes down or goes up and makes it longer. Whatever oh, you want nice. to do with it's it. It's like you have your own little Middle, middle Eastern like harem. Like, it's you know, great. The whole like pavilion um, thing. Question: When you put yours away, do you take the canopy off? The main one? No. You don't. Um, typically, a lot of them have Velcro straps that like That's what mine has. secure it. You loosen those, and but still leave the rest of it like main attached on. Ah, that'll make it. But much like easier tuck it into time. like the thing. Oh yeah, because otherwise it blouses and doesn't fit into the bag properly. Got it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I definitely took it off. Getting uh, the- <laughs> next time though, loosen. Yeah, because otherwise it just loosen. Just. Don't tighten. The reverse of tighten. Just loosen. Got it. Um, <laughs> that's six for all your cat That is needs. the longest running inside <laughs> joke we have. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's great because it's a visual joke and you and I can, whether we're recording together on Skype, we can always see each other doing it and no one can see us doing the thing. It's either that or Dark Ramen Stones. It's one of the two. It might be that. I think it's the Titan. I think Titan's I think been going is. on for, Titan's been probably going on before the show. Yeah. Dark Ramen of Stones has just come up because we're talking yes, about like definitely. scores and music and, yes. and the like. Um, anyway, getting back to the tailgating. Um, important subject, obviously. And the meatballs. And the meatballs. Um, I had to go to the bathroom. I went to one of the porta potties. There's a line of them. Uh-huh. I walk into it. You know, they were getting a lot of use. But I just had to piss, so I, you know, whatever. I walk in. Look down into the toilet. Because it didn't have one of like the mini urinal things to piss into. Okay. To piss into the main thing. Huh? There was a lot going on down there. Excellent. No. But <laughs> what was excellent specifically no. <laughs> about what was going on down there is someone dropped an entire Bud Light, I think it was one of the Rita series things, bottles. 
into <laughs> the unholy mess down below. And somehow nothing changed. <laughs> yes. Well, but it was perfect because the cap was still on it and all the liquid, it was like, it was full. It had been an unopened one dropped directly into it. It was like, this too is piss. And they dropped it. In. <laughs> I'm putting you where you belong. <laughs> and I, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I really hope someone isn't way too drunk and sees that and decides that I'm going to score a free beer. Uh, oh no! And with that thought, thought while I was chuckling and taking my piss, I then left. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just <laughs> so there's a. It's funny what you just said. <laughs> Chuckled, laughed. There's a. Uh, I told you recently I watched Hellboy last week. On last week's episode yesterday, I watched Hellboy. <laughs> and uh, never gets old. There's a great. So this is what I was talking about about like some of the funny scenes that are in there. There's a great scene. So he, him, and his dad, who is Ian McShane, which is great. Have a wonderful relationship, and you know he's starting to challenge Liam Neeson for dying too often in things that he like roles that he portrays. Oh yeah, Liam McShane. Hmm. I'm just, like thinking like between that and Game of Thrones. I think there's been also something that he died hmm. in too. I think he might have died in spoiler alert, guys. I think he might have died in the Deadwood movie that just aired a month ago. Movie. Yeah, they finally did a movie to end the series. Oh, it was kind interesting. Of I was gonna watch that. I. Th- think he might have died in that okay i never watched show my I parents watched man. the show he, i think he's fantastic they so i set it up for them to watch the movie when it came out because they were excited for that but there's a great so this is what i want this is what i was on to get at that like why i thought that movie was really funny and this is exactly like this is the type of humor that you're going to get through it and when you realize what you're getting you enjoy it but he's a uh, hellboy's in there and he's talking to his dad and they're having this this father-son conversation about shaving but they're really grinding his horns it's it's great but anyway he uh he they're talking they're like they're kind of bullshitting about like uh, like older things he, he's laying back at hellboy's laying back he's eating like a slice of pizza and he goes so why'd you call me here and he goes uh, i've got a giant problem for you to deal with and he goes and he's like chewing yeah what is it he goes giants <laughs> and, he, and he goes there's a, a long pause with the camera on him while he's chewing and then he goes <laughs> and, this, and the scene ends. <laughs> so that's the type of humor that you get in that movie, which is why I think you'll actually like it. That's it's very funny. If you can go into it open that way, that it's not the Hellboy that you saw before, it's its own thing. But I want it to be. I know you just go watch those again. It's fine. Yeah. But watch this after then. So I didn't really completely love the second one. Mm. The first one's really good. Well, the second one is like three dollars on four K Blu-ray, so it's, it's probably not. You can you good with this one? You need help. I could use a little assistance. It's a uh, it's hard. You know, speaking of Cloud Atlas, we're in need of a wee <laughs> bit of assistance. <laughs> Are there any true Scott in here? Oh my god! You just have you have him on on command. I love this movie. That's if great. you haven't um, if you hadn't heard, surprising. Um, I would have never known. <laughs> I've only been uh... you know, the thing is what's so offensive about this yeah. is you like the movie absolutely I think it's fantastic you still have waited a year to rewatch I did I'm sorry about that for the purpose of this yeah you know, it's, it's all about the long game it is about the long game that's how Tiger Woods won all of his many majors uh, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry there's a um there's a new Bond movie coming out. Oh, should we get <laughs> to get the news? The, let's get into the news and nuggets. We decided we were going to do... On, yeah, on like account of going through this quickly. News. Yeah. Good thing we're sticking to that timeline. Um, this is a story on Deadline. Uh, following up a story I saw slightly earlier in the day, 
just merely hinting at this possibility, now confirming it, seemingly. Mm. Two-time Oscar winner Christoph Waltz is... Love him. What? Love him. Oh. But you were undermining me. No. I mean, functionally, you did. But that yeah. wasn't your intention. It wasn't my intent. I, um, I made you undermine yourself. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> <laughs> um, two-time Oscar winner Christoph Waltz is set to return as James Bond adversary Ernst Stavro Blofeld. I don't know why I started reading this in newscaster voice. In the Carrie Joji... Two-time Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. In the Carrie, jo- the Carrie Joji Fukunaga directed Bond 25. Weird that they still don't have a title for that. Waltz was first introduced as Blofeld, the mastermind of the global criminal organization in the 2015 film Spectre. He joined returning franchise players, including star Daniel Craig, as well as Jeffrey Wright, Rafe Fiennes, Leigh Sadeau, Naomi Harris, Rory Kinnear, and Ben Wieshaw. Hey, funny that we mentioned Ben Wieshaw. Important actor in Todd Atlas. Rami Malek, Anna de Armas, Lashana Lynch, Billy Magnuson, David Densick. And Dali Bensala also co-star. After a few setbacks, including a soundstage explosion at Pinewood Studios, and Craig suffering an ankle injury that required surgery and convalescence, production continues to be underway in London. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a question. Um, Why I was using newscaster voice? No, no, not so much. I'm okay with that. It's fine. Did you see the last Bond movie? I did not. Did you? See, that's the thing. I want to say yes, and I know for a fact that I did. You know what? I did see a Bond movie. I, I watched can't... all of The World Was Not Enough the other day. It's been a while since hang I saw on, that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Guy that can't feel anything? Yes. Nice. Third Pierce Brosnan flick. Yes. Nice. You really loved it when it came out. Yes. I enjoyed it. But you yeah. were obviously you know ahead of me. We were young. I was eight. You were yeah. 10 or 11, whatever great. you were. Um, do you still enjoy it? Have you seen it? I, oh God, I don't think I've seen it since then. Well, so I'm saying is, I was wondering if you hadn't seen it since like the time when it was popular. I had no, seen it I, uh... once, maybe like ten years ago. So I watched it again, like kind of fresh, where it's like I like remember parts of it, but couldn't I remember, remember how end. I couldn't remember how it all like stuck together. Yeah, and I was like, huh, this was solid for its time period. Here's a fun fact. Q. Yes. When that actor died, mm-hmm. that was one of the first times I remember being like being attached res- to an actor and being like, oh, that's sad. He's not going to be in the next one. I thought you were going to say that was one of the first times I cried. <laughs> <laughs> the two are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> um, Actually, it was great, too, because he knew, obviously, re- watching it again. It's like, I feel like I remember that's the one, right, where they gave him an in-memoriam when the movie first came out because he died after filming but before it was released I think so and so that was where they introduced John Cleese as R I yeah. think and that was the only one they did it with they did, they chose to not use him in Die Another Day I don't think right oh no, no he no, was he, in that he was in that he was, that was the only other one he was in that's right but was he Q at that point I think he just maintained R oh did he I don't remember though um, I, that movie wasn't good if I remember correctly it's watchable oh okay Is but it? it's not good because there's like fun, some fun. Let me be clear. I own it. I've <laughs> seen that. I've seen it a million times though. Sure. Um, unlike Die Another Day, not Die Another Day. Um, that was the one we're talking about. Tomorrow no. Never Dies. What? Golden. Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow what? Never Dies. That's Tomorrow. the one we're talking about. I like Tomorrow Never Dies. 
that's one I've only seen it like I saw it like twice like when it came out and that's 20 years ago I just said I like Tomorrow Never Dies gonna be honest with you you don't even know which one don't remember no I know which one I know it's the second one with him it's in like Hong Kong I just I remember there's a BMW motorcycle Uh, there was a very strange third person action video game tie in Uh, PlayStation exclusive PlayStation exclusive why do I know Very that? confused. Because I didn't own that. You played it at my house. I don't think I did, because you didn't own one, did you? I did, I got one late. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I remember right. the N64, like that you had for the longest time. Like, that, oh, that's yeah. what I remember. Oh, Man, world was not enough on that. Yeah. It's great. It was good. People were like, oh, it's like GoldenEye. And you know what? It wasn't, but it was it, still good. It wasn't, but it, yeah, exactly. And uh, and like graphically, it was impressive at mm. the time. And I was like, oh my god, like, that was pretty cool. For being that on That had some really yeah. cool levels. There was like a a level on an airplane, and like you can like weird shit was happening outside. It's weird because there's no big action sequence that happens on. Oh no, those video movie. games are very strange when it comes to. No, but I feel like Goldeneye had a bunch of like decent representations. That is probably, of, yeah, you know why though? I think because they took that that game came out like two years after the movie. Was it that long? It was a long time, or it could have been one year, but it was it was after. Weird, because usually they have them come within a couple of months. Like. Which is what happened with this one, I believe. Yeah. Which is why they had to like fill in the gaps. I guess. Okay. It was because like, I feel like I remember being fairly strict to the plot in that GoldenEye game. Yeah. Weirdly so. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm trying to remember. I feel like there was one. Isn't there like one really weird thing? There's the silo mission that Jaws is in. <laughs> in which one? In GoldenEye. Yes. It, like, for no reason. It's all over the place. Because Jaws was in two of the 70, 70s ones. He was in Moonraker, and he was in... Is it Diamonds Are Forever? Me? I forget. Ah, and one a... of them, he's a bad guy, and the other one, he's a bad guy, and then becomes a good guy? The Bond Collection. Because he has a weird 17-year-old girlfriend? Okay, I don't even know what you're that talking about Moonraker. at this point. Alright. He has a questionably aged girlfriend on a space station, and he ends up allying with Bond because he realizes... That the bad guy cut bait with him. And okay. he's like, no, you know what? Fuck that guy. I'm getting out of here with my questionably aged girlfriend. I'll help you as we're escaping Bond. I I would like to get one of the collections. But as the movies keep coming out, I'm like, do I wait for the collection to be final? Will the collection ever be It'll final? It'll never be final. But this is the 25th one, so that would feel apropos. Okay. Get some sort of like... I feel like I would like to get them... I would get the collection up to... Up to Pierce Brosnan, and then I would get those separately. Why? Just because like they, there was a large time gap between. The same time gap between that and Die Another Day, and what's it called? That's true. It? That's or true. Or similar, at least. Okay, so what number are we at if I go all the Pierce Brosnan ones included? But not the Daniel Craig ones. Yes. Twenty. Twenty or twenty-one? Because there's been. Twenty would be nice. Because there's been a weird thing with numbers. <laughs> been. F- <laughs> Four Craigs? Don't do that with your fingers. Four Craigs? Casino Royale, Quantum, 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 Terrible. And and one I can't remember. Yeah, so there was 20 pre-Craig. Man, you liked Skyfall, didn't you? I liked it. I'm going to have to rewatch that movie. But a lot of people loved it. I didn't like it. And I just liked it. Because Casino Royale is definitively the best of the Craig ones. And de- Hands definitively down. one of the best of them all, period. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking good. So good. That's one of the ones that makes my honorable mention. We talk about my top three. My yeah. top three being Cloud Atlas, this episode's movie. Um, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. 
and The Departed. This one just falls outside of that. That's fair. I think that's totally fair. I it's love a, it's Casino a, Royale. It's a fantastic movie. It's so well done. It's just like... And then and then Quantum of Solace, or Quantum Marsala, as my dad says, <laughs> is... Uh... <laughs> what was the song? It was uh, the... Um... Daft Punk song <laughs> with the oh the chorus that you get to <laughs> We're up all night to get Mexican. <laughs> That's no, we're up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. We're up all night to get. We're up all night to get. We're up all night to get. We're up all, and he thought it was we're up all night to get. <laughs> that man is a gem. Diamond in the rough, <laughs> if you will. Uh, that was a few weeks ago. He, uh, so I, I share a special bond over the Bond films with my dad because he used to take me to see them, especially in that Pierce Brosnan era. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget when uh, I was very young. Me and him used to watch action movies all the time. We'd rent like Seagal movies, like things like that. Schwarzenegger movies? Well, I mean, I sold them all. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we went to see The Glimmer Man. I'm not the, familiar with that one. It was a Seagal movie. And I don't even remember what happened in the movie, but I do remember I was at the age where I was like, this seems inappropriate. And my dad, you could definitely see on my dad's face, he's like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I was wondering how you felt about Spectre, if, or at least how you felt about Blofeld in Spectre. Does it warrant him returning? Uh, so here, that's what I'm really confused about, is I don't remember how it ended. I mean, I don't. And I... Because I didn't see it. Which one was Javier Bardem in? Skyfall. Interesting. That's the one that I remember better. And I and I claim that that's the one that I dislike. I like him as a villain. I think he's a fantastic villain all around. Oh, that thing with the, the mouth and the... Yeah, feet. it was gross. I didn't oh. like it. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, man, I am all over the place with this one, with Christoph Waltz. I don't remember what happened. The only thing I can glean is from the trailer that I remember. It wasn't memorable. Five years ago. The only thing that I could remember was I'm pretty sure the opening sequence is a continuous shot running through like a favela or something like that. Isn't that kind of what they did in the Casino Royale when he's running through the construction site? Kind of. Parkouring? But this is like extended and it's the whole opening. The next bomb, can they just cast someone young who doesn't immediately become outdated by the second movie? Daniel Craig crushed it in Casino Royale. Yeah, he did. And he was just barely hanging on in Quantum. The movie was so bad it didn't matter. Yeah. That by the time Skyfall came out, he's already an old man who, like, they're not sure if he's fit for duty. Can they just cast someone who's, like, who do you want? You know what? After all, I mean, listen, when they were talking about it years ago, if they had pulled the trigger on it then, I would have been totally fine with Idris Elba. Years ago, He's yeah. just too old now. He is, he's yeah. too old. He's already, he's the same age as Daniel Craig. I mean, he's starting off already is too old. Yeah. Just go with Richard Madden. It'll be fine. It'll be great. We're going to have a good time with it. Rob Stark. Oh. Totally. He's been, he's been hotly rumored for the last six months or so. Oh, that would be cool. He's like 30 years old or 32. Okay, now who's going to be the villain in that movie? Tom Hanks. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we we got to start that petition. we got to make that happen. I, start, I tried to start a, a hashtag today. What was it? How I got banned from Disney. 
Sorry, I thought this was real. Oh, oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Oh, man. Just search the hashtag on Twitter. There's only one of them. It's my it's tweet, the one tweet. And that's where you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great. It was actually, you know, we could, we could read this. Or should I save it till next nah, episode? I go for it. Time? Just do it. Um, sorry, I had a bunch of the notifications here. So I uh, was replying to a tweet from uh, Matt Miller, who is the lead draft writer for Bleacher Report, the NFL draft. Okay. And he had asked, if you could only drink one beer for the rest of your life... Oh, I saw this. What would it be? Oh, you saw my response to I that? I did. One? I was actually surprised by that, but I saw it. It was a tough choice, but I felt like Hetty Topper was going to be too cliche of an answer, so I wanted to pick something slightly different. Of the two, I think I might pick Focal Banger. I was thinking that as well, but I didn't want to go either one, because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I scrolled down and other people put Hetty Topper. Low visibility would be like the one that I would just say. So I went with Victory Golden Monkey, which okay. you know I love, yeah, you yeah. enjoy it as well. Did you see the whole conversation? Man, I'm going to pull you aside real quick. Victory Golden Monkey was one of the first beers that I got real drunk off in Hoboken. Which is why this whole conversation started, which is why you're going to enjoy this. Did you see the whole conversation I had? No. So I said Victory Golden Monkey. So someone else replied to me and said, I got so sick off this beer once. Absolutely. Was it me? Absolutely delicious, but it's so strong you don't notice you've had too many until it's too late. Yeah. And I said, I think we all had a night like that with this beer. I didn't get sick, but I woke up under a chair, and I don't remember how I got it. <laughs> oh, that's the one? Yes. Oh, I said, man. it's a hell of a beer. And he said, let's just say if I had been caught by the staff, that beer would have gotten me banned from Disney World. And so I said, well, that's it. We got to get how I got banned from Disney going. Hashtag nice. how I get banned from Disney. He goes, he laughed, and he goes, well, as a former employee of a Walt Disney World Resort Hotel, I'd rather not participate in that one. <laughs> So no, that's not fun. <laughs> it's oh, a great man. conversation that's with great. someone I've never met before or ever spoken to on, online before. Sometimes the internet is good. Not often, but sometimes. With that being said, Should we, get to the we gotta wrap it up. Let's get to the movie, shall we? Yes. Now our flick of the week. Hello, and welcome to episode 95 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever and always, the man, the myth, the major derailment. Alessandro Rialci. Say hello, Al. Major derailments. Reporting for duty, sir. Oh my god. On this week's episode, we're going to keep it light with the news and nuggets. Uh, we really want to get to our flick of the week. It's something that we've been wanting to do for a very long time. Would you say that we've been teasing it for a long we've time? We've been teasing it for quite some time. Al's been very excited about it. I'm excited about it. but I, I Actions speak louder than words. It pales in comparison to, <laughs> to how excited Al is. Our flick of the week is Cloud Atlas. It's about... Damn time. But before we get into our flick of the week, what are we drinking? <laughs> we decided... Clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. <laughs> do something kind of cool. Pair one of our favorite breweries with one of our favorite movies. Mm. I was going to like try to jump in and complete the sentence for you and say pair one of our favorite breweries with one of our favorite beers. <laughs> I mean, Woo! technically, but also... What? <laughs> Although this is one of your favorite beers, we're kind of cheating here. I'm a fan. Both of us have had this one before, but I had it in the fridge, and I figured Newberg Cloud Atlas. We're on Cloud Nine. I thought you were gonna. <laughs> I thought you were gonna give me a, like a disgust type I, sound. I'm just looking at you. <laughs> I thought you were gonna give me a, like. Ugh. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I'll allow it. Actually, I agree. <laughs> um, 
That's going to be the title of this episode. I got you on this one, by the way. It's going to be the title of this episode is We Arrive on Cloud 9 in New York. I like it. Or something like that. Cloud Atlas. Yes. So this is the juicy Nanoboss palette. No word. (laughs) Um, Juicy's where it's at, man. Because this is Juicy Hazy's. One of their like main lines of beers, unlike some of the other ones they've done mm-hmm, in the past, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. recent past year. N- Nano Boss Pale Ale is the junior member of our boss, in quotation marks, family. Junior in ABV, but certainly not in flavor. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Supremely sessionable, Nano Boss has a lighter body that allows the fresh hop flavors to take center stage. And do they ever impress? Shining boldly through our bright, juicy, and tropical hop notes, making Nanoboss a hop lover's dream. I love the aroma of this beer. Oh, I thought you were going to say you loved my delivery in that. That was pretty good, too. Cheers? It almost, yeah, cheers. Let's get into it. It's almost like a palate cleanser from some this of these is a, things I've drank recently. Al, I got you here. This is two thumbs up beer for me. Two whole thumbs up? Two whole thumbs. Dang, I was not ready for that. Yeah, I didn't think you were. It's so... I mean, it's a good, solid beer. But considering some other Newberg beers, even some of recent vintage, it seems to be a little bit left in the dust. I like it. It's a very solid beer. But it's not unique. It's not unique, but it's Not a, like a Ruby Soho. <laughs> Are we gonna do that again? No, I was gonna uh, leave that up to you. That seems to be your thing. Yeah. Oh my god, my beer foam is dragon. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I like this though. It's so nice. It's so pleasant. You know what it is? This is the this is the Newberg of low visibilities. What? Low visibility is the beer that I love from I Magnify. This is the Newberg version of that. Oh. Okay. I wasn't understanding very solid the pale correlation, ale. but that makes sense. Okay. Very tasty. I also, I l- I've always loved the Boss series. Um, very toit. Can art. Sensual. He's <laughs> toit like a tiger. Oh, <laughs> I've always enjoyed the Boss series. Oh, yeah, the robots? Yeah, and it's got the little junior on it. So great. With the, with the bowler cap. Yeah, little bowler hat. It's fantastic. It's good. They, they do a great job with their, uh, how they do on the, um... Okay, you could read that. Proudly brewed. Oh, this one I can actually read because yeah, it's, it's like it's green better. instead of like it's pale better. yellow. Yeah, proudly brewed and canned by Newberg Brewing Company, Newberg, New York, USA. Cans. Four. <laughs> <laughs> you always get me with that one. Four point five percent alcohol. It, you know what it is? It's such a good. I just. It's cans. It's everything. It is. It is the. It, it represents speed as a whole. I think. <laughs> now, would you say that that's? It's not. The first or second longest recurring joke in our show. That's probably something more along the lines of a Titan. Titan. Or a dark ominous tone. I think that Would this be number three? This is number three, and the reason it's number it's you don't bring it up. I don't. I do it and destroy you. But I enjoy it every time. <laughs> it's it's your only counter to what I do to you during the intro mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. <laughs> Many times I want to just throw the show into disarray. General disarray. My superior. General disarray. 
recording for doing <laughs> Oh, Lord. You said you have a... So, you might have noticed that I didn't mention what was in our news and nuggets at the top of the show. Yeah. And the reason I did not is that Al told me he has a little something he wanted to do. He didn't want to tell me what it was. So I didn't. I'm going uh, to let you take we it away. We figured we would take the notes section a little bit light on this episode before we get to the long The big deal movie. that we got going. Um, and we, we we are wont to get to a two and a half hour episode. Did you say we are wont? Yeah, I use that correctly. It's a little bit archaic, but yeah. No. I have a question for you. We are wont with an O. Uh, on the topic of derailments. <laughs> uh, oh, wild tangents? What all? I think I might have brought this up before. Okay. So stop me if I have. Gladly. What all? You ever heard that? Yes. Is that right? Maybe. Also, archaic definitely... UK? UK? No, so many people say it here. Huh. And it it's one of those things where I never hear the end of the sentence because my brain shuts down at what all <laughs> and then goes into this random rabbit hole of like, like a, is that how you say like it? Am cousin, I wrong? It's a distant cousin to you all? No. It's just a distant cousin to what is. So like, what all is included with the proposal. Like, that's, like, how I've heard people use it. That's, yeah. like, an example. Maybe it's a industry-specific term. It's not. It has nothing to do... That's the thing. It has nothing to do with the industry. And this is, like, one of those weird things where it was just, like, people... I had never, never heard of it. And if I never heard of it, I mean, it's very possible that I have heard it and it's just I've never been aware of it. Like, you know, you know when you're aware of something and then all of a sudden you hear it everywhere? Mm-hmm. I hadn't... In my mind, I had never heard anyone use that phrase before until I started working for the company in D.C. And it was four years of, of me going every time, uh, four years of meetings of people saying what all and me thinking to myself, is that right? To going, maybe it's a D.C. thing. Maybe it's a south of. It's definitely not a Marvel thing. South of the tri-state area thing. It's not, definitely not a Marvel thing. But then I, I started working for this company in San Francisco and they're saying it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and it's, it's like, is the Northeast wrong? Like, what? <laughs> I'm wondering if it's an industry-specific thing. I don't think it is. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how it would be related to the industry. I don't either. But that's... I asked an English teacher, and she was like, I don't know. Common, <laughs> common factor in this. That's why I was saying it. But I, I am correct, even though it is a bit more of an archaic form, I think. And what did you say again? I don't even remember. We are want. We are want. To do this but it's want with an o you can get the hell out of my house <laughs> it's gonna be awkward because i'm gonna have to sleep shirtless in my car <laughs> this is how i get rid of you for good the Making cops come by sir sir i'm in the driveway i can do what the hell i want <laughs> i don't know who this man is just gonna go look at saturnus i can do what i want ont <laughs> just gonna look at saturn in a telescope shirtless <laughs> other things that we've done tonight. Other things we've done. Well, the things I've done tonight. Oh, yeah, the shirtless true. part of this. That's true. We both looked at. Saturday. I had a shirt. And Jupiter. Jupiter. Jupiter was crazy. Looking at a looking at a planet through a telescope. Thing I did not realize. Uh, seeing it moving so quickly, very disorienting. Yes. Um, I'm gonna leave it at that. So let's go on with uh, what is the secret story? What are we? Yeah, I think you started, and I, I completely derailed you, and I don't even remember what you were talking about. No, it was general disarray. General disarray? <laughs> Reporting for duty. Um, we haven't discussed at all yet 
but the internet has been on fire with takes on this new movie Midsommar. Oh, yeah. I feel like we should discuss that in some Okay. Way. What I can tell you about it okay. is that my super ghetto Uber driver <laughs> oh. was very much interested in seeing this movie. Okay. So I was coming home from the airport. It's funny because the entire cast is white. And it's a horror movie. No, actually. The, and no, she was like, one. I want to see this thing. And she was talking about it for a good 20 minutes. The Uber ride lasted about 70 minutes. Uh, the distance that we traveled... Did they ask you, did you get out of it been... often? Oh my god, that was such bullshit. <laughs> the, uh, did the they ask you to find a different route? <laughs> should have been covered in about 35 minutes. It took you twice as long. Yeah. So, that wasn't great. Uh, I mean, she was fine. She was very talkative, very, like, you know, very nice. Uh, maybe said some political things I didn't agree with, but then you have to do the nod and smile, you know, and you're like, man... Is this a secret camera show? Like, it was bad. <laughs> like, there were some things that were said that I was like, oh, oh my God. Uh, but, but this is where you were in San Francisco? This is, no, this was on my way to my home. <laughs> oh. oh, back from the airport. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we got into, uh, there was there was 20 minutes on movies, and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I could, my wheelhouse. Yeah, like, we can, we can go from here. And uh, she was talking about a previous uh, person that she had picked up. My Uber driver was previously a pole dancer, and um, that's information that I know now. Oh. Yeah. It's funny, because what I was thinking of is when you're talking about Uber drivers and services being rendered and movies and our podcast, I was thinking, is our guy from Top Golf still listening? Did you just, did you just flex both of your pecs? <laughs> they kind of happen on their own. <laughs> either, either, I have a, I have a, short, so our listenership, I didn't share this with you, has doubled. Oh. And That's good I, news. <laughs> oh, like there's new people uh, listening. We should probably tell them that I record shirtless every uh, week. <laughs> and that this is the first one. Why we, does he know what's going on with his pecs? This is the first time. Well, so we typically do it for, via Skype. So you might have caught my pecs hmm. in that. But we're recording face-to-face. It's the first time since Easter that we yeah. record face-to-face. Um, which is very much off of our original plan. No, it's plan. not. No? Endgame. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's different because we had Brian. Yeah. Did you have your shirt off? Uh, you know, I think I made it the first few minutes, and then Brian said something, and I took it off. Oh, right, 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 right. Which is weird. He that wanted, I really he wanted the whole it. experience. I, rightfully so. If you're going to be a part of it, you might as well be a part of it. Uh, so. But is our Top Golf guy still listening? I would assume so. I, I don't. I think his whole. I think his whole troop is. I hope so too, and maybe that would explain. That part guy of, was awesome. He was. If you're still listening, I don't. I don't remember his name. Sean, I think. I don't know. Please reach out to us. Yeah. On Twitter, yeah. an email. Blixinasix at spintune.com. Or the Spintune on Twitter. Whatever Absolutely. you want to do, whatever's easier you for you. you reach out. Tell us if you're still listening or anyone from the troop is Very listening. Curious. Any of you yeah. guys can reach out to us. There was a large spike in listenership, and I don't. Like, it not, wasn't, not one episode, there multiple wasn't, episodes? No, it was, yeah, like it's like a consistent one. Good. And like, I don't know. Like, it, at the point at which it started, well, I don't I know what happened. I hope you've been enjoying this episode and will continue to. I hope so as well. I hope so as well. So, uh,. So the Uber driver, we had a conversation, and uh, I'm—I know I'm now derailing you entirely, but I think you're gonna appreciate this. So I consider it more general, but sorry. And I mean, like, she, she had a, she had very like ghetto terminology that she was using, mm-hmm. and to the point where like there were things that she said where I was like, I don't, I don't even know what you mean. 
I have, I have no idea. If you haven't been able to tell by now, we are two white suburban people. She is making that mad goo wop. I don't know what that means. Money. I, I assumed that's what it meant. I don't think I've ever heard it pronounced. I thought it was just wop. It was goo wop. Oh, okay. specific. That's a new pronunciation. And then she asked me what I did for a living, and they said, oh, no, no. By the way, this conversation is getting whiter and whiter. You making that mad goo wop. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Maybe this is approaching Mayo levels of white. I do not know what you're talking about, <laughs> but uh, you do realize that, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it was uh, it was interesting. She told me all about how she bought her house, all about how she was trying to scam her uh, landlord by using her apartment as an Airbnb. Don't blow up her spot on uh, our fucking show, man. It's okay. I'm not saying any names. That's a good point. Uh, all about. Uh, the this this crazy club that we passed by and knew her from when we were driving back. Uh, which uh, she kept she kept saying that I should go to like you know that there's a lot of very attractive women there. She's like she's like you're not married and I was like I absolutely am. <laughs> Funny that you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. But yes. I was like thank you for asking because this conversation is just weirding. Um. She. She was a good driver, good. but terrifying at the same time. She was very ballsy when it came to the... Confident. Assertive? She was a confident driver. Yeah. Yeah. She was all... I, that ride... I mean, there's not much you can do in the situation that we were in. The no, ride no, should have been 80 minutes, and it was 75. And when you see the situation we were in with the traffic that we were in, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, it was uh, it was weird. It was weird. Midsummer. She's a uh, well. Hang on. She's, so she's making a. She was in a. She was in a pretty serious car accident. Uh, Not during, when you were there. No, during the uh, hit by a semi. Jeez. During the ride, she pulled up her X-rays of her back huh. and neck, which were I'm pretty sure broken and like completely one a, a wreck. Uh, and so she's she's uh, she's all about she's gonna be making uh, uh, mad goo up yeah goo up off that um, and uh, and it always reminds me of um, the forty year old virgin when he's living off of getting hit by that that mm-hmm. mail truck mail in, truck in Canada yep, absolutely hundred <laughs> uh, percent so to tighten the story up she uh, <laughs> so she, uh, one of the topics that we got on was uh, she wanted to see this. This crazy horror movie. Um, I have one more set. I know you like your nana. I'm gonna take it all. You can have some. You can have some. Have some. Have some. Have some. It's great when we get sick from this. Uh, so yes, she was like super, super high on that movie. Like she was like really wanted to see it. And was talking about a uh, a previous client that was like like really selling her on it. And it was like I'm gonna see it again. And then we got into this whole thing about how seeing a movie twice means it's really good and i was like boy do i have stories for you <laughs> have i told you that i've gone to see the last jedi five times <laughs> i own the 89 batman film five times six next month i was so close <laughs> <laughs> um yeah getting back to midsummer though, yeah um what do you know about the movie so I've read From a what lot I gather of about, stuff it, about it. I believe it's like a, uh, I don't know if it's a couple or some friends going on like a, kind of getting away from society a little bit, like for like almost like a vacation, but more of like a retreat style type thing, and then getting sucked into some sort of culty horror situation. 
I feel like you're not quite there. Okay. I think it was this guy and his buddies who have a friend from Sweden were going to go to the place where he grew up in Sweden. Where they're like, this is not remotely what I just said. <laughs> a serious hippie like commune in Sweden where they do these like pagan rituals. Okay. And it's in this area of Sweden that's like so far north that it's like at that time of years. Oh wait, it's sun like every single like uh, every hour of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this girl is dating one of the guys, and she joins on to their trip, and they find out that this ritualistic pagan society does fucked up ritual type stuff great great so it's a full-blown horror movie i mean i'm looking at the thumbnail from one of the scenes and i mean it looks pretty horrifying yeah i've seen that um a lot of screaming i've brought a lot of stuff about it most of it relatively spoiler free Mm -hmm. so i don't know how much you know about it i've just heard pretty scary maybe worth a watch that's well, what I found interesting about it is that the whole movie takes place in sunlight. Which is, that is intriguing. It's a cool, con- cool like, super concept. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole thing is, like, in this area, like, Sweden, is, like, like it's, like, like the, those places in Alaska where, like, during the summer, it's, like, basically, like, sun every day, like, all day. Yeah. So there's, like, one hour of, like, night, like, per day or whatever or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie takes place in the sun. Which for a horror movie, that's a kind Ballsy. of a cool thing to work around. Yeah. That's like a cool concept. It means you're not working with the jumps. Yeah. You're so working with it's, something much deeper. It's the same guy, Ari Oster, who did Hereditary last year. Yeah. Um, which was like a big... I, I don't know how much you know about that movie. Did you see that movie? Uh, no. I didn't see it, but I was... How cur- strong is the spear? Only four and a half. Really? Yeah. Killing it. Layered effect. Possibly. Um, I didn't see the movie, but I read like a, I read like an actual full like synopsis of that one. I was like, oh shit, this was totally not even what like the trailers were putting you on to. Like that movie, just go read like the like the Wikipedia like synopsis. That movie is batshit fucking crazy. Hereditary. Yes. Okay. Um, this one sounds like it's still crazy, but not quite to that same level. Maybe, but it's just an interesting concept. This whole thing, and it's like. Parts of it seem like it's the obvious thing, right? Where this, these, the ugly Americans are getting sucked into this, you know, European pagan culture who's doing this other thing, and mm-hmm. they're fish out of water, and it's not great. It's. Uh, Do you want to see it? Are we doing it? I. I you know I'm not a big horror guy. You're not. You maybe a little bit bigger, but not. I have a weird situation. I have like this. It's almost like a. It's a. It's an unhealthy. It, go for it. It's an unhealthy like a. I want to, knowing that it's going to have an effect on me that I don't love. I mean, that's how I kind of go, too. I feel like the only things that are, like, horror that I enjoy are things that I don't necessarily realize are going to be horror. And then, like, they are. And it's, like, like something like Annihilation. Where I didn't realize it was going to be a horror movie. Yeah. Saw it and was like, oh, this is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. And remember, speaking of sunlight, we watched that at 11 a.m. Yeah, that's true. And then spend an entire day, and then yeah. your cats terrorize me at night. That's that is true. That movie was fucked up. Um, we were just talking about that last week, last night. That movie was available. Going to, yeah, it was available the, on the plane, and it was also you know, and the Quiet Place was also available. Well, but we were talking about we were talking about Alex Garland stuff with The Beach too. Prequel, sequel. Twenty years. The pre-sequel. Twenty years later, prequel today. Today. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, then I, after I've all that, you're like, like oh, weirdly, I want to see the Gollum ones. Weirdly drawn to certain horror movies, like I always found, and you know what it is? It's a credit to with horror movies. Well, that credit to that burp, yeah. Not all of them. Yeah, sorry, not not all of <laughs> them, but a credit to like for Halloween, the Halloween the movie. Yeah, for you example, to do that. We didn't get. To. It's always a credit. It's the music that that the Halloween score is in the Hall of Fame. It is up there. It is with. It is with a Hans Zimmer score for anything because they're all fantastic. It's with a the the star the Star Wars main John Williams score. Like it's it's solid. It's so good. There's something very special about it, and uh, this could be. I don't I don't believe that it's just for me. It could be just for me, but like I was not a huge fan of them. So like the fact that I'm so drawn to it and like I have this fond memory of it, even though I know like that it relates to like a time where I was terrified uh it's something very special and i yeah i never got to see that that remake what was it it was a sequel did i see that i thought you did but i didn't we didn't do it for the episode i think you did a version of like what i did for the leftovers last week yesterday or what i did for neon genesis now i'm i'm all see here's the problem i may have watched it and now i'm all screwed up because they're also all over the place, and there's so many of them, and it's been restarted so many times. I feel pretty confident that you did it, and like you gave me like a spoiler for your review on the show. I think I may have given you a review of watching the first one again, because I finally watched the first one this Halloween, mm. like through as an adult, and uh, it was bad. It wasn't a good movie. <laughs> it's a uh, which is very unfortunate. It's hard. Just didn't hold up. No, oh, God, no, not at all. It's not even. It is. I was. Bo- I was almost bored to the point where I almost fell asleep <laughs> during a horror movie. <laughs> like that's a you fucked up. Like if that's the case, and I understand that at that time it might have been something special, but when we were watching it, Kim and I were like, "Man, this isn't good." Like it. It doesn't hold. But conversely, I, as we alluded to last summer, Jaws still holds up. Absolutely, and that was the first time I, because that was the first time I had seen that. And I was very much sold on that. Um, I do have to. I do have to watch that new version of it. If I didn't now, see that's the thing. Now I'm like all screwed up. I might have to start watching it and see if I and try to remember if I've seen it or not. I've gotten to that point where I've seen or and owned too many movies that I don't know what I've seen and owned. <laughs> I've been in the. I've that's been confusing. in Best Buy and I was like, "Damn, that's a great price." But do I have it? <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep like a master picture. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Insult every so time you, you can take a snapshot so I can zoom in a little bit. Absolutely. We should probably get into the movie. Should we do it? Yeah. Time? Yeah. You don't want to waste too much time. No. Let's get into our flick of the week. Hello, and welcome to episode 95 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me forever and always. The man, the myth, the rabid fan base. Alessandro Barossi. Say hello, Al. On this week's episode, <laughs> <laughs> on this week's episode, we're not going to spend too much time lingering on the news and nuggets. We're going to give you—I think we have like one or two real quick ones. We're going to yeah. do that because we have something very special to get to. Yeah, that is the episode that you've all been waiting for. The one the, that I the personally movie have been waiting for. That Al's been waiting to discuss for since on I've the seen show, it. Show, yeah, <laughs> since, since I've seen it, it prior to the show since existing. you've seen it, and that movie is Cloud Atlas. 
But before we get into that, before we start that epic journey down that three-hour road, what are we drinking? Well, we thought it'd be kind of cool to do one of our favorite breweries for one of our favorite movies. And, um, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, totally normal transition. Uh, Newbert Brewing Company, uh, has done so many beers that we love, and we've done so many of their beers that we love. That's fair. <laughs> um, yes, we have. So, this one I've been holding on for a little bit longer than I would have anticipated, but I made sure to snag one, because these things sell out, like, yeah. when they come out. Okay. Once a year, it's their Christmas beer. Oh. It's the Angry Egbert. Is this a, is it this beer every Christmas? Yes. Oh, okay. So it's the same one. It's also got that terrible face. Oh my God. Every time. (laughs) Mr. White. (laughs) (laughs) You're Mr. Ten Below. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I think it's only a Hudson Valley thing. Egbert is a Christmas thing. Oh, this is like a legit Christmas related. Yes. I think it's only a Hudson Valley thing. Now, how Christmas related? Like, Star Wars episode Christmas related? Or... <laughs> with a shoehorn that in there. <laughs> For those of you guys who haven't listened to our Christmas episode this year, it's the untitled episode. Uh, it's, it is the worst thing that we've ever done. It's travesty. Or the best thing we've ever done. However you want to look at it. It's all a matter of perspective. People might have said that about this episode. Um, this beer... Is a New England IPA brewed with spruce needles. Let me tell you about spruce needles. Hang on. I knew none of this information going in. Now I'm very excited. My favorite beer that they've ever done that used to be a seasonal that they did every every. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, uh, let me just talk and drink at the same time. <laughs> I guess. So my favorite thing. <laughs> my favorite beer that Newberg has ever done was a seasonal beer that they did for multiple years in the holiday season. And I don't think they did it this past year. Hmm. I was very disappointed by it. Was their winter spruce porter? Okay. I think it made it onto. Remember early on in the spin tune, we did our favorite beers list. I think it's on. Uh, that yeah. From for me. Um, oh, we should go back and look at that. I'm. I, I feel like I've heard you talk about it before. Yeah. At, least, at the very least. Because that's like two years ago that uh-huh. we did that. Um, oh, man. I time. fucking love that. Beer. How long have we been doing this? <laughs> I mean, this show has been going on for like two and a half years. Nice. And correspondingly, the. The, I would say you know you could divide the episodes by fifty two, but yeah, we've we've fucked up here. And there. Well, considering we've been doing it for over two years and we still haven't hit episode one hundred. Hey man, guys, we were missed last week. We get it. Um, well, sorry, two weeks ago, I guess. It's so weird because remember unless last week, I released the previous episode on time, we have missed two weeks. I'm hoping you're gonna release it. Tomorrow yeah, this I, week? Yeah, I should be able to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow this week. The tomorrow one this that we week. recorded last week. Tomorrow this week, which will be seven days ago from the time this one airs. Yes. Um, what? <laughs> New England IPA brewed with spruce needles. Sorry, this text is really fucking small. For a spruce needle. Where? Let me see. That. I am much thicker than that. a spruce needle. During the holiday season, here in the Hudson Valley, we favor the company of Egbert, the talking egg. Ruling his kingdom while seated upon a throne inside Devitt's nursery and supply, Egbert is happy 99.9% of the time. Just don't make him mad. You wouldn't like him when he's mad. Why? Because he knows your name. Egbert the Talking Egg. Because Santa Claus is for amateurs. What the hell? What is Egbert? 
It's that guy. I understand that it's this creep show on it's the side of the camera. It's kind of like Humpty Dumpty, like being like the big egg thing. Yeah. Probably. And it sits on a throne, and like they bring kids up to it, and it talks to them, and they tell what they want. You tell Egbert what you want for Christmas? I think so. Where did this know. come I've from? I've never actually... It's from Devitz. It's a huge, like, home, like, supply thing for, like, you know, like... You know, like, the 50,000 pounds of rocks we've bought for the last two years around my house? Mm-hmm. Bought it all from Devitz. And they do the Egbert thing, so it's, like, a collaboration between Devitz and it's Newberg. so weird. It's very, very, very weird. With that being said, I'd like to try this beer. Cheers. Egbert. That's an IPA. Ow. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Two? Two whole thumbs? Two thumbs up. Now, this might be the booze talking. <laughs> but booze can't talk. I, uh, prior to this episode, we had a few. <laughs> I guess you could say that. <clears throat> it's, From uh, a certain point of view. I don't think... <laughs> no. I don't think, uh... <laughs> At this point, I'm pretty sure my ratings are going to be all over the goddamn place. But. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm disappointed with the spruce content of this beer. Really? Not nearly as sprucey as the winter spruce porter. I think it was more spruce than this. I would not like it. I wish I could find a crowler. You remember the crowler? Oh, the crowler. Yes. Yeah. We did that for, was that the Dunkirk episode? Um, I'm pretty sure it was I think it was. I think it was. The Crowler of Newberg beer. If I could find a Crowler of Spruce Porter. Oh, it's a... When you... When, I was going to say it's a delight, but it doesn't even deserve to be sold. Do they have it. this on tap when it comes around, or do they only can it for... I think it's only can, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, you know, in its defense, it, it does... It tastes like it may be a little stale, but I mean, it's... It's a Christmas beer. Would you say that you would be able to accurately describe and, the, what a stale beer would taste like? And it, yeah, it's it's the flavors don't feel a hundred percent. Okay. And I mean, it's definitely been sitting in my fridge for six months. So. Exactly. I mean, we're talking Christmas in July over here, and it's literally it's. Uh, I I feel like it feels like I could see where the flavor would be coming from, but it's not it's not all there. You can see the pockets of flavor. I can see the pockets. <laughs> I see a man. See it through the trees. Sorry, we're uh, recording face to face, which you don't get to do as often as we'd it's like. Not, yeah, it's not often. It's fun. I, was, uh, I really appreciate it this way, though. Just barely suppressing a huge burp, which I would typically hide behind my mute button, and I you can't do it. No, it's you awkward when it. that sort of thing happens. I'm glad that I'm glad that hasn't happened yet this episode. I've had to cough a few times, and I've stopped myself. And it, if I'm sure from Al's perspective, it looks like my body is just shutting down. Because have you ever <laughs> tried to stifle a cough? It's not. It's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. Um, yeah, I'm. I like this a lot. No, it's a very solid beer. I'm, I'm a fan. Well, actually, I mean, not not, not as solid as some other beers. You, are, I mean, you're all you're doing is proving my point that I, I need to increase the rating system. It's got to be more. I need more options, and I I am I'm, I'm pretty much willing to to even enter into the decimal space. I well, it I seems like I, you didn't like the bloody stump thumb. I no, so. no, I didn't like that at all. But now, now I'm thinking like, could I could I fit these ones that I've had into a single digit ten scale? I think considering the amount of work I've even worked with the five with the decimal points on. Oh, sorry, not even full decimals, just quarter pieces in 
One quarter portion. Um, <laughs> one quarter portion. <laughs> the uh, quarter uh, rating scale in um, amongst five stars on Untapped for our show. Yeah. FLI six on Untapped. If you guys want to follow us, that's right. That's right. We have a pretty. I think we're up to ninety beers on that. You know what it is? I don't really know what I'm doing, right? Because realistically, I it's it's very clear to me how the movie scale relates to a ten point system. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that the beer scale can't relate directly. No to that. reason I've been at all. wrong. I have been wrong about that. I just wanted to give you the thumb up. You know what it is? I think this all came down to Untapped and it being a five star system and me not liking. The well, you told me you actively were going to choose to only use whole numbers, which is still I, the I, same yeah. thing as the thumb scale. Exactly, and that's where it all came down. But to basically, me. because we we typically, I mean, listen, we cherry pick a little bit sure. what we're doing. Yeah. We typically th- find things we think we're going to enjoy. Yeah. It doesn't always match it up to that. Sometimes we don't enjoy it, even though sometimes we think it's going to be a good time, and it's not. And so, sometimes we think it's going to be a good time, and then it turns out to be good time. <laughs> uh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I do need to. I need to adjust. I need to expand the scale. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I uh, I'm not sold that I need to do it for the movies. No, but for the beers, I think we need a more descriptive. Can I do ten points? Do you think I can get away with ten points? I think I can get away with a single integer ten point system for the beers. A single integer ten point system is the same thing as a five and a point half. system yeah, that yeah, has yeah. halves. Yeah. So either one, whichever one you want to do. I just don't want to get into like the, I don't want to get into a hundred point scale. I don't want to get into. And you don't want to get into like five and a quarter. Exactly. Or like yeah, 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 yeah. I can understand exactly. that. You want it to be holes or halves and, and that's fine. Okay. Or, or holes with the, the 10 point scale. It's the same thing. Okay. So we'll, we'll do a, so. Okay. So, all right. You can still stick with the thumb. It points. just be one and a half thumbs. If this was a, a 10 point. If this was a 10 point. I think we were talking about like, and I'm doing ha- Am I doing points? You can do points? points, whatever you want to do. I don't know what to do, man. I don't really don't know where to be. The thing is, I want to say that it's like a six and a half to a seven. Okay. But for some reason, six and a half doesn't sound like it fully encapsulates how I feel about. This well, it's hard thing. because like a like the most average beer would be five, and we gen you and I generally are more generous in our ratings than we probably could be it's something i've i've struggled with with untapped there's only a couple of things that have like a sub three rating on me yeah. untapped but again we cherry pick i pick things that i think we're gonna like every once in a while we find things we don't like very much like you and some of the cricket hills 6.5 okay that seems fair that's where we go i feel yeah i feel weirdly relieved that i've decided to do that <laughs> the funny thing is, is you started with this being a two thumbs up rating no, did I? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Two. And six and a half would be less than one thumb. It's yeah, but it's all a matter of perspective, man. <laughs> from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, you know, it's a yes. It's six point five. Is where is where we're at. I uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It also degraded with a few sips. I gave my rating a little too fast. Yeah, that's why I was surprised that you because like it's perfectly the first sip fine. was very nice. It's perfectly fine. Uh, it, it, it it's 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 been good since then. It's not been great. Yeah. So, all right. What do we got in, in the news world? We have a. I don't need the news. Let's just go right to the movie. Go right to the movie. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, we can go right to the news next week. Yeah. Now for our flick of the week. Hello, and welcome to episode ninety-five of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Casanzo, with me, Forever Noise, the man, the myth, the wild tangent, Alessandro Bielsi. 
Say hello, Al. How is that for an ending that's flat and a name beyond belief? Jesus Christ. On this week's episode, we're going to keep it light on the news and nuggets. we got something very special to talk about. Something that we've been very excited to talk about for quite some time. Basically since the inception of the show. It's, uh, it's near and dear to your heart. I'd like to think it's near and dear to our it's hearts. It's near and dear to our hearts. I, I haven't experienced it at the level... Of, we're talking about Cloud Atlas. <laughs> the flick of the week is Cloud Atlas. Well, it's be about goddamn time. It's, it's and honest, that's on me. You've seen it one to two times. Um, and I have seen it like ten I've times. I've seen it upwards of one time. It's amongst my top three favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's about time. It's about time we get to it for you. The this rare, this. The, the rarefied hey, top three. fans, this episode's for Al. But before we get into our flick of the week, what are we drinking? Well, this beer... It's for both of us because Ooh. I love this brewery and you, thankfully, love this brewery. It's got to be Newberg. It's Newberg. Yeah, it is. It's the semi-official show beer from like the first episode. The semi, yeah. What do we do? What was the first beer we did? The first one we had Jessica early. Remember on. when we tried to do when that we sounded th- a little weirder than it should have. <laughs> we had Jessica. <laughs> Do you remember when we started the oh show? Oh my god! And we were like, we'll probably do like three movies an episode, and it became three whole episodes. It became in three one... entire, yeah. And and then it was like, it's I... great because we did a couple of pre-show beers, and then we did a beer each. And by the time we did part three, we were trash. which was Rogue One, you were trash. I was trash. I my tolerance is not very I'm, high. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna like. I was I was buzzed too. Sure. But I remember listening back to it like a month after we did it, just to say, like, like, what did we sound like at the very beginning? Like as we're getting, there was alcohol consumed. Absolutely. It was very obvious from listening very to that. Clear. Episode. It was funny. Uh, I don't know what that it would sound funny, like now, but it's not what the show deserved. <laughs> we uh, it's what we needed, but it's not what it's, we deserved. It's funny to see the evolution of the show and how it came from like our general idea of what it should be from humble beginnings to to very to very humble <laughs> to very humble ends. Uh, the but uh, no, from what we originally well, yeah, like we were legit. We were like, oh, we could probably because you and me we talk. We were like, oh time. yeah, we'll talk for an hour or so, and we'll have these three movies, and we're talking about it. And then we talked about one movie, and we're like, let's pause real quick before we get going on. And it's like, oh, that's been like an hour ten. Yeah, and then it became very clear that each episode is probably a movie. And then, But then, I don't remember, when did the news and nuggets come in? I don't know. I remember saying to you, though, in our planning before we started the show, like weeks before we started the show, we got into it, I said to you, do you really think we can talk about a couple of movies for that long? <laughs> what a joke! It's funny that um, that we find ourselves now where we routinely do two hour episodes. Can you not talk about a movie for that long? Yeah, um, and we included the news and nuggets. And to your point, I I don't know exactly when we started. It wasn't that early on. The news and nuggets, I believe, came out of it like in a if it was a fairly organic thing because it was like we wanted to. We were starting. We realized that we were. It was bumpy. The show was a little rocky. Uh, we didn't know how to get into it, so the news and nuggets was and it like also, a nice it fit perfectly in the way that oh, our yeah. weekly conversations go Absolutely. outside of the so show. So it's like why not just record that piece of it? Yeah, and then it's like we would naturally get into the conversation. Which, if you listen back, I believe like the news and nuggets kind of like 
opens us up because I I don't know how you feel I, personally I'm I'm a fairly anxious person uh, getting uh, getting the conversation going is a little difficult so like the news and nuggets helps it's like a palate cleanser then we get into it and then we start talking about the movie and when we get to the movie I mean I'm like that I'm excited I I mean I am in the same way with you with people I don't know when we're doing our show oh yeah there's no anxiety with that that's true at this point I don't even acknowledge the microphone which is probably clear from some of our recordings yes <laughs> but uh well, here we are at last and uh we're drinking this beer we have not actually tried it yet so let's give it a cheers cheers have you had this one before um yes And I say that because there, there was only two or four in my fridge. It's got that. That's got that, like that hoppy, that very floral hoppy flavor. Well, it's an it's an IPA. It's from the Boss series, but this is one of the more limited releases. This is the New York Boss. Mm-hmm. It's seven percent alcohol by volume. Jesus Christ! What are you trying to do to me? Um, you feed me drinks before the show. You feed me drinks during the show. They're all higher. Everything's above five. Mm-hmm. Right? Nano was only four. Nano was na- Nano was <laughs> the one that I felt I felt immediately. It was just beyond the tipping point. Yeah, anyway. Um, it's an IPA brewed collaboratively with Whole Foods Market. Made using a hundred percent New York State grown ingredients. It's not just boss. It's New York boss. It's um very strong flavor. I like it. In keeping with the boss moniker, mm-hmm. we have some robots. <laughs> oh man. The can art, as you know, we enjoy. This is very it throws off some like roly polioli vibes. Do you remember that show? I wish I didn't, but yeah, I do. Well, because the thing is, you are too old for that show. Yeah, I know. That's why I said that. Because I was too old for that show. But it was perfect for my brother's wheelhouse. Yep. And I was in the same house, so I saw the show. You know what I mean? I, the like, thing is, I don't know why I know it. I Maybe it's like a friend's sibling. Which is why I asked it, because it, you were too old for Oh, absolutely. I was too old for a lot of the shows that I remember. I was also and too young for a lot of the shows that I remember, which is very strange. So, I mean, that, that always happens. Yeah. Like... There's always well, you were more advanced than I was, which meant the times that I spent with you as a kid meant that I got to jump ahead. Are you a telling little. me that I'm your bad influence? <laughs> when I was young, yeah. I love it. I watched Austin Powers when I was like eight years old. Yeah, that's on us. It is, and you shouldn't have been watching it either at ten or eleven years old. I mean, to be clear, like we didn't get it, but you were still watching it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I think my the thing is I, for I, all the jokes you didn't get how much that I was into the movies at that point. Yeah, where the things that I would I would harp on that I would like I actually like at I was I, at that age at that stage in my life I was already like well like these performances are hysterical like this person is very funny it doesn't matter what the content like is. I remember being ten years old and going to your house and we're watching Saturday Night Live and it's like do you remember uh, did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark with us? I don't know if I ever watched it with you, but I did watch one of those. We used to watch. So, we used to be super into Are You Afraid of the Dark every Saturday. We had a we had a we had a pretty com like a not, it's not common. We had a pretty like ritualistic week. Like it was like school week, and then on Saturday we would go to Mom, Mom, and Pop Ups, which was Al and I's grandparents, 
Um, but we were close. At, like we, were, we lived close at the time, so we see, would see them every weekend. Most most of my, I remember your house, mm-hmm. but most of my memories is when you guys had already moved in. With you remember Hewitt? You remember the house I lived in before? Very little. Our grandparents? Very little of it, but yes. Damn. That's pretty crazy. Um, I remember going over there like a couple of times. You remember you guys had the, the above ground pool in the back? That's right. This is a round pool? Oval. Oval? Well, you had the round one at Mom's house. It was oval as well. No, it was round, isn't it? No. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. I don't know. I, I don't know why I thought it was round, but anyway, um, I remember you having the above ground pool. I remember that it was like multi level, like right, like it's yeah. Like the not... deck was like three, there was like three levels of deck. Yeah, and like like the house, like it was like which my dad built all of that, and I'm I mean I'm fairly certain that all of it's illegal, like because like there's no permits involved. He just built it all. <laughs> it's a good thing I never given our actual address. That's fine. Most of the stuff that we've done. It's not. Because we built it ourselves. Like, it's all structurally sound. What the sure. hell? We yeah. worked on it pretty hard. Good enough. If it can hold me standing on it, it's fine. And I've lost 30 pounds. Oh <laughs> You're looking good, man. Thanks, man. Let's give a shout out to Al. I've been shirtless this whole time. You have been. Go on. Um, yeah, no, I remember your house in Staten Island. Like that, like, That's really funny. I remember, for whatever reason, I remember the, the basement. For whatever time, like we were playing, because it was dope. We yeah. had all sorts of board games. That's and what toys I remember playing board the games down there. It was a great room. Yeah, you know what's fun? That room is like three square feet. If you think about, it, if you look at it now, <laughs> I remember one. Yeah, no, it was. It is tiny. It was like, but when we were all like five or six or seven, it looks like old. a gigantic like a loft. <laughs> there was one particular board game I remember playing. Couldn't the, I only ever played at your house? I don't remember the name. Tornado of it. Rex. Was that what it was called? I don't know. Is it the one with the spinning thing that would fly around? I used to love it. It was my favorite game. No, there was one that was like. We do it. What was the What was the concept? How did it go? It was like a like adventurers type thing, and it was like there was like. It reminded me of that one Nickelodeon game show with like like the like the fucking like the like Easter Island head type thing, and there was like the lava and all that sort okay. of stuff. Okay, so like, there's a handful of games that this could have been. Handful. Yeah, so it was either Tornado Rex, which is the one I'm thinking of, which is actually uh, the board is actually fairly tall, and there's like two pieces of it that connect, and you basically have to get to the top, and at certain points, if you hit the wrong thing, you have to hit the the, the Tornado Rex button, mm. and Tornado Rex would come spinning out, and it would come down the mountain, and if he hit you and knocked you off onto a different area of the board, that's where you started from. Maybe so there was that one. It was also the game, which I think this is the one that you're talking about. Uh, I think it was like called like Alligator Alley or something like that. And there was a totem. And what it was was you would you would go you would go along this board and there were these alligators on the board. If you landed on a certain spot, you had to put yourself inside of the mouth of the alligator and you'd have to use the totem and you'd have to touch the top of the alligator. And sometimes the mouth it was a positive negative battery uh, magnet thing. Yeah. And sometimes the mouth would close. At the mouth closed, you had to go all the way back to the beginning. I have a feeling that's probably the game been. because I that remember there being some sort of thing totem. of like a like a rope bridge type thing on it. Oh my god! I know what you're talking. That's what I'm saying is like that, that yes. Nickelodeon show where it was like yeah, like it like was Legend basically of the like Temple. yes, it was yes. like that, oh, but in oh. but in board game form. I have not thought about that. I I 
would have never remembered that. I game. played it like twice at your house, and that was what I remember. That was okay. So basically, for those of you at home following along, this game you started off. There was a base here. There, there was a base at the at the beginning. There was a, a rickety wooden yes. bridge, and then there, at the end. And your goal was just to get across the bridge. But you would hit the thing every once in a while, and it would cause the bridge to shake. Yes. Which would cause your character to fall yeah, either right. over the side or through the hole. What was that game? If, oh my god, I wish I still had that I have game. no idea what that game is. <gasps> that was so good. The thing is... You had to carry the gems in your backpack. Yes, there was gems. Fall out. <laughs> there was gems. Uh, this is the game. Oh, man. The thing man. is, what I know is that the next time I come here, you'll have that game now. There's a there's a there's very, a very good, good chance that, that you'll have this that's game. That's what I'm going to be doing after this episode is yeah. purchasing that game on eBay. Yeah, that's absolutely. Oh man, I would have that game would have never crossed my mind again in my life. I if remember you didn't playing bring it, up. it with you and Carly and I think Marie. Yeah, and I don't know. There might have been one other. That's, yeah, that's probably that's probably the group. Was like basically like us because Dominic would have been too young. He would have yeah. been like literally a baby. At yeah, point, yeah, like, yeah, or like sure. one year old. Um. Like, I remember playing it with, like, oh you God. and Carly and, like, at least one of the person. So I say, like, maybe it was Marie. Um, and I remember playing it, like, twice. And that's it. That's a great game. I feel like I remember enjoying it a lot, even though I didn't fully understand what was going on. Yeah, it was shitty. It didn't really work very well, but it was a lot of fun <laughs> to play. Uh, I mean, that's, like, every game at that at, from that era. Like, there was, like, there was all these really cool concepts, but they didn't all work very well. No. I remember playing Tornado Rex all the time with my mom, like, early, like, when I was young. And she would always have to fix this, like the contraption with a butter knife. Like she had this, like she just knew what to do. Like the, the way the thing wound up and the spring was inside, she knew exactly what she had to do with it. And I just remember being like, "Man, if I wasn't playing with this, this with her, we wouldn't be able to play this game." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you got, news and nuggets wise? Um, let's just keep it to one news after okay. all that video game t- or not video game board game talk. Um. So, I have a story on Collider. It's an exclusive. John Favreau says he's already writing and pre-shooting The Mandalorian Season 2. Well, that raises questions. What is pre-shooting? It means that I think they've started with some of the pre-production stuff. Like, okay. like you know, I mean, like, like background shit. Oh, okay, okay. Because this show doesn't debut until November 12th I think which That's is pretty the, crazy when Disney Plus and that they're opens. going already the, I mean it shouldn't be that surprising that they would want they'll to be ahead get of the curve. they want to start keep, make on sure getting that, like, a season two they'll be on time each time because probably. this is one of their linchpin shows like this is yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of the ones that's like this is why you're like signing up to Disney Plus like yeah, yeah. we have the Disney vault that's gonna open the vault the fucking vault do you remember do you remember in the 90s the yeah. commercials for the vault yes like by, it was a vault. Buy this movie now because it won't be available. That was of the, that of was the Disney dirty. Vault. It was ominous. Yeah, it was. That was back with the uh, the gigantic puffy tape box. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm thinking literally like 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 masking tape. Oh tape, no, no, no. tape, tape. VHS tape. Um, for the yeah, youngins. I remember commercials like about like or like like trailers like on order this now because it's going to enter the Disney vault and who knows when it'll be right. like uh, as a as a cynical child I was, I was like it'll come out again and you know here we are and it's they're out again the vault yeah but this is 20 years later <laughs> yeah I mean, was I right you were uh, but were you yeah. <laughs> um the vault is open now 
for six ninety nine a month or sixty nine ninety nine for a year. What's the savings there? Can you? I, I'm I am it's, way too drunk to do math. It's seventy dollars for a year. Okay. Or eighty four dollars if you do it monthly. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. That's not so bad of a difference. Uh, that that's not so bad if you're like one of those people that want to like tune in when a certain thing is available and then drop out. I mean, it's the type of thing where like I'm gonna want to watch The Mandalorian. Hundred percent. I'll, I'll um, I'm going. Let's be very clear. I'm paying for this to watch that. I'm glad you said it because then I'm gonna just watch it with you then. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll buy that. I'm that's, that's really happy to give them my money for the that. The only thing I want to watch on it, at least in the first few months. There's there are very few services that deserve my money, <laughs> and I believe that this will. Well, be there's gonna be a bunch of things because there's the Cassian Andor show that's gonna be on there. There's gonna be the Marvel shows, mm-hmm. the like uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, uh, WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, I'm not certain about those. I can't. I can't even say it with a straight face. WandaVision. It's honestly the title of it. Yeah. It's bad. Um, it's not good. So anyway, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that they would get a head start on the show. I'm surprised that five months before the show debuts, they've already started writing and shooting the second season, which, as far as continuity goes, should mean that it should be out by next fall. The second season of Mandalorian, right? So the information I have here is Disney hasn't even released a trailer for the live-action Star Wars TV series, The Mandalorian, yet. But work is already underway on a second season. The show was created by Jon Favreau and is intended to be an anchor for Disney's streaming service, Disney Plus, when it launches this fall. As The Mandalorian takes place five years after the, the events of Return of the Jedi in the outer reaches of the galaxy. But ahead of the launch this fall, Favreau says he's already writing The Mandalorian Season 2. Speaking with Collider's own Steve Weintraub at the press day for The Lion King, the filmmaker talked about how he wrote scripts for the season, the first season of the series on spec and is currently in the midst of writing season two. Quote, I keep writing, I keep getting pulled deeper into the orbit of Disney, but fortunately the stuff that Disney working, Disney's working on is the stuff that I love. I wanted to do a Star Wars TV show like The Mandalorian, pitch it to them, when they were very open to it. I even wrote four episodes before I was even hired to do it because I was excited as a fan to see what these stories might be and see if they were interested in doing what I was interested in, which they were. Hmm. And I was actually writing season two this morning before I came here for this. That's really cool. I just love... I, I, lo- I love to hear that there's passion behind it. Like, uh, I like this thing. I want to see where it can go. Oh, I mean, he is... in the same way that J.J. Abrams was and is, like, a mega fan of the series he is as well um there's further bits here he says now or sorry now the story the series isn't made like your typical tv show pavro and his team are using vr technology similar to how they made the lion king in order to map out precisely how the live action pieces of the mandalorian are shot and to be able to render visual effects in real time the director explained this unique process in The Mandalorian, because we're doing live-action production, we're using the Epic Game Engine, which, that's surprising hmm. to me, and using that to do real-time in-camera visual effects. So if you visited the set of the van- for The Mandalorian, you would have seen a completely video wall-wrapped stage, and we were in there filming the characters in the foreground, and oftentimes either blue screen or full digital versions of set extensions in the background with parallax. 
because the positional data of the camera was informing the backgrounds. Hmm. So it was like a translate that had perspective. I totally don't understand that sentence. So that allowed us to have environments. As long as we could build them digitally and put enough work into planning it, we could have the game engine we we could have the game engine be used for creating effects in a time frame that allows us to get a TV season done. But as Favreau explains, in order to do this, he and his team have to map things out beforehand in pre-production, which is why, which is where they are in the Mandalorian season two right now. But all that requires us to use the same VCAM techniques in pre-production in The Mandalorian so that we know exactly what we need to see. So if you visited the set now, we're starting to get into Season 2. It looks a lot like the set of The Lion King as we're planning how we're going to shoot it ahead of time. All of this to say, while the actors are not yet on set for The Mandalorian Season 2, and while the scripts aren't yet complete, pre-production is already underway so that the visual effects needed for the TV show can be completed on a TV schedule time frame. Which goes back to what I just said a couple minutes ago where this will be ready to go next fall. Like there's not mm-hmm. going to be a oh we might have to push it to the spring no, and it's oh, not going to it's going to be a tight one year turnaround. Toy. It's going to be a toy 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 like a toy going to be very tightened. Uh cool. I mean I'm excited. We we all know like the two of us we're on board. We're ready for this. I'm ready to pay for it. You can have my money for this. Like that's fine. And if it's good, great. You'll keep getting my money. If it's not, I will cancel. Uh, oh, yeah. I Well, I can definitely see you not sticking around for season two if you don't like season one. Oh, yeah. But uh, I doubt that I'm going to dislike season one from what I'm I mean, I like the cast. Yeah. Favreau's a good director. Favreau's a fantastic director. Which is weird because I didn't really love him as an actor. I see that's the thing. I also love him as an Although, actor. Although, to be fair, I've never seen the... Which is the Vegas movie that he did with... Swingers? Swingers, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it. I, I want know. to now... Swingers is pretty great. Do you see Chef? No. Chef is great as well. I should watch that. I have that. It'll be a good episode. Uh, no, I just enjoy him. There's just a... He's got a certain charm that I... Sometimes. I really like. Even when he's an asshole, there's something charming about him. Even in Couples Retreat, he's a complete asshole. Yes, but... You're right, he was more charming. He wasn't very charming in I Love You, Man. Oh my god. Even that, though. No. He's not. No. But no, he is. There's there's something about it. Not charming, but there's like. He like played a, the part well, but there's he's. There's a gravitas to like the ability to play the part so well. He got projectile bomb. I, I picture him as being better than that. So, like, pulling that off, I think, is impressive. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I think that's where the charm comes in in that situation. But, uh,. He just completely ignores Peter the whole time. <laughs> it's, he just walks away so from him mid sentence. I slap a little bass, and uh, so you have a piano. I don't play the piano. You have you have a, you have a piano in your. You have a drink. Deck deck decorator said that he was uh, just gonna fit in on the <laughs> So you don't play? I'm gonna go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Shall we? Uh, I'm excited. You're excited. Shall we get into our pick of the week? Yes. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode something or other of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza. With me forever and always, the man, the myth, the gentle tartness, Alessandro Bialsi. Say hello, Al. Oh, um, shit. Um, uh, you're about as useful as the clap. Thankfully, you'll be easier to get rid of. You son of a bitch. <laughs> 
On this week's episode, we have something very special to discuss, so we're not going to be very lengthy with the news and notes. We're going to go right into our flick of the week. Probably one or two things we'll discuss beforehand, and then we'll get into it. Uh, because that episode, that episode, that this, movie, this episode, this episode, the that movie, movie that we're doing, something near and dear to our hearts, something that Al's been wanting to do for a very, 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 very long time, and that. Oh, Cloud Atlas. <laughs> Something we um, we love. Mm-hmm. We've considered discussing, teased, multiple I mean, times, it's, it's, months upon months. It's been my fault, if we're <laughs> being, being honest. It's getting more and more real. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're totally going to do Cloud Atlas right now. But first, we have to do this beer. Right. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Um, I was just going to take the cue and just go. Thank you. Um, we love this movie, and we're going to do a beer from Brewery <gasps> too. Is it Newberg? It's Newberg. <gasps> How did you know? I love Newberg. Do you? They have so many good beers. They have so many. Do they have all the good beers. Good beers. We've talked they about do. a bunch of them. I love them. Um, we're going to do Sergeant William Brown, a brown ale. Aged in rye whiskey barrels. Oh, come on! It's part of the barrel aged series. And so this is five point five percent alcohol by volume. It's one pint and point oh nine fluid ounces. It's bottle conditioned. Since this is one of their what is bottle conditioned mean? It means that the carbonation has been derived from an additional sugar added to the bottle along Tell with the li- the beer with the live yeast. <laughs> Allow them Not for, to be confused with the wild yeast. No, not the wild yeast. And allow them for the carbonation to happen inside <laughs> the bottle. No forced carbonation has been done with this beer. Of course, um, they were just going to let it happen. Because this Naturally. is one of their special series, we're going to get... <laughs> <laughs> because this is one of the special release series, we get a note from head brewer Christopher Basso. Sergeant William Brown, ale aged in oak. This is our brown ale aged six months. In Hill Rock Estate Distillery Double Cast Rye Whiskey Barrels. It is named for one of the three recipients of the Badge of Military Merit awarded in Newburgh by General George Washington himself during the Revolutionary War. Our light-bodied brown ale, rich in flavors of chocolate and roasted malts, beautifully carries the cinnamon and spiced notes from the rye, while the oak provides. (laughs) While the oak provides. That sounds very delicious. Of vanilla. Please chill well. Oh. Cheers. Is this chilled enough? Chris Basso. Cheers. Holy moly on the nose. Oh, wow. Woo! I don't believe we are sober enough to discuss this properly. This beer is... I could literally just sit and smell this beer for Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm... I'm feeling, I feel like I'm at Whiskey Live. Let me paint the picture, paint the picture for you. Or whiskey Let's lime. go on break. <laughs> what? <laughs> or whiskey what? lime. And 
we are now a bottle of whiskey a piece in. Easily. And we're like, mm, this is good. That's where, that's what this is right now. Yeah. Um, this smells delightful. It really does. I smell, I definitely smell whiskey barrels. Oh, uh, yeah. I smell the, I get rye. Well, yeah, it's rye whiskey barrels. Mm-hmm. I smell some vanilla. Mm-hmm. I smell some chocolate. I must have fell asleep smelling the glass. <laughs> <laughs> not, n- not just yet, hopefully. Not just yet. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I've been doing this all day. Too old day. Kids Winston on the mouth all day. Too old day. All day. <laughs> oh, that is. That's a new girl smooth. reference for those of you that don't. It is. It's very good. This has been. In addition to the aging they've done for the beer, it's been aging in my fridge for well over this a year. Because, beer you know, we've been planning par. to do this episode for over a year. It's been a while. This it's has been, been in my fridge for at least 18 months. Damn. <laughs> This beer is on par with the Jessica Porter. Yeah. Yeah. And it may be better. Thankfully, considering at some point, I'm not sure when, at some point in the past, we discussed changing your grading scale. We did. This guy right here. This guy. This beer right here. Come on, Seb. Jake, just come with me on this journey. Hang on. Let me get real close. Real close. It was horrible. I'm sorry. God, that was that. obnoxious. Yeah, uh, if anybody has misophonia and they listen to the show, they are out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's fine. We've now delved into ASMR. This is a. Um, I'm disgusted by the noise that I just. Made, <laughs> if I'm being perfectly clear. Just imagine the one person who's still listening. It's a. Uh, Mike, we know it's you. So we're at ten, right? We're at a ten right now. Out of 10. out of ten for you, yes. I'm gonna go eight. Strong. No, eight. Strong. It's a strong showing. Strong. It's a great beer. I approve. It is, is a great. phenomenal beer. There's a, a joke on IGN. I believe the IGN scale is actually fairly. I I, I believe it to be the perfect scale. Uh, they eight is great on their scale. Eight point eight. They call it great point great, and I appreciate that. <laughs> this is an eight though. This is a great. This is a solid great. Very strong. It. It's a man. I'll smell it. I want a candle of this. Of this beer. Uh, yeah. I'll work on it. Yeah. You are... There's two of you right now. Oh. Yeah. You've been you've been feeding me drinks all day. Yeah. Or at least since You're like a 11, 1130 at night. It's uh, all night. You remember how this was going to be like... Oh, no. This is going to be a tight hour. Oh, no. Hour 15? Yeah. It's well, 3 a.m. Yeah, we're uh, we're in it now. We still have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, mean, um, we still have to finish this beer this, and then yeah, talk about these about news movie. and um, nuggets and notes and then Cloud Atlas, which we're definitely going to do in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no reason you should doubt us. Um, let's talk about how the golden age of cord cutting is over. Now what? According what? to Allison Herman on The Ringer. What you tell me, Allison? The golden age of cord cutting is over. Now what? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to give you a quick synopsis yeah, of this article. I'm sure I'll have thoughts on this. So, essentially what they're saying is Netflix exists because it was filling this hole in what was available to 
most kale customers, right? Yeah. Where they were the yeah. one-stop shop for all yeah. these different things they could stream. And whether it be movies, shows, things that were old stuff and original content, it was a, you can get all of this stuff here. And now we have Disney Plus, mm-hmm. we have HBO Go now. No, no, whatever. The, the HBO Max, that's the new one they announced. The new one? It's a new one. HBO oh, Max. God. That's all of the Warner stuff. Yeah. Is HBO Plus Time Warner? Yes. So they, that's a lot, though. Because they're pulling back friends from Netflix, and that's going to be one of their main things that they offer at HBO yeah. Max because it's a Warner property. But instead of naming it something Warner-centric, they're naming it HBO-centric, even though they have HBO and HBO Go and HBO Now. Now there's going to be HBO Max, which is the same thing as HBO Go and HBO Now, but Jesus also Christ. the other Warner stuff. Yeah. They could have probably okay. named it Warner Max yeah, or sure. Warner something that includes or HBO the Friends stuff Network. <laughs> because the other things are going to still exist. Yeah, uh, HBO centric, yeah. and there's NBC Universal, Comcast, NBC's streaming platform that's going to come out, and there's two other things they mentioned here, plus CBS All Access. Wait. That's included with HBO? No, no, separate oh, oh, thing. Oh, oh, separate thing. All yeah, these yeah, different yeah, yeah. separate streaming platforms that are existing. There's CBS All Access yep. that already exists. Mm-hmm. There's NBC Universals and Comcast, whatever the hell the thing is they're yeah. calling it. There's HBO Max, which is really just a front-runner name for the Warner Umbrellas stuff. And there's one other thing, plus Disney Plus, which Disney also owns Hulu now, which I didn't realize. Disney owns Hulu? They do. Does Disney own... 60 every? to 70% of everything, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, which led, leads to this title. What comes next now with the golden age of cord cutting ending? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I've wondered now because... I mean, we still have... I mean, I still live at my parents' house. And mm-hmm. they have DirecTV, which is great. Assuming there's not a violent thunderstorm happening over us. Mm-hmm. Any time other than that, well, it's great. It is a great service. Probably too expensive. But there, the things that are available to us are myriad. Just about anything you could possibly hope to watch, it's there at your disposal, at your fingertips. Anything. Basically everything that can be watched is available on demand. And I know other services have on-demand stuff, that are much more limited than what we have. Sure. So in this time, and the, oh, that's what the other thing was. Apple TV Plus is also coming out at mm-hmm, some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Though they've kept most of that very tightly under wraps. You don't know what it is exactly or what it's going to cost or when it's going to come out. Yeah, cost and date, I'm not sure, are clear. They've been announcing things here and there. That's the big thing is cost and the delivery date is pretty ambiguous yeah. at the moment. Um, and the point is, with all of these things being re-divvied back up, the cable bundle is now your best bet again. Oh yeah, it's definitely getting there. Which I find that to be an interesting conversation because you've been someone who cut your cord pretty early on. Absolutely. And it's getting to the point now where the pendulum is swinging back, right? Where... Having all these different services that you have to sign up for and pay for doesn't make a lot of sense. Let me 
let me say this. I yeah, you know, I completely agree with you. Having all these different services doesn't make sense. Uh, you were getting to a point where, and this is something that everything like, is a subscription. Yeah, every subscription, everybody, people have a limited income. There's not, you can't subscribe to everything. No, you can't. We're getting nor to the should point you. Where, no, nor should you. And you're, we're getting to the point where like they want you to like they're they're trying to like compose your entire income with like all this stuff. It's it's complete bullshit. Here's the thing, I'm being honest with you, there are ways to get shows that you want to watch until they come up with a a plan. And a pressing structure that is reasonable, and that's my biggest argument. Cable, the cable cost is not reasonable. And this is all, all the reason why none of this stuff is reasonable is because of the bullshit costs that you're paying for advertising. Advertising is very, very, very expensive, and it's like you're, you know, you, that's what you're paying for. Like in a lot, like you're paying to try to avoid those those things, and then when you buy cable, you're you're getting advertisements anyway, so it's it's very difficult. It's a hard pill to swallow, and I don't think that we should accept it. Uh, at the end of the day, I I I would be okay with paying for, and in most cases I am with paying for the content that I'm getting. I'm not okay with paying for the advertisements that I'm getting with the content. That's bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm paying for it, I don't want to see something else. I would pay, and I think I personally, I mean, I could be, you know, who know, what, who am I? I'm just some schmuck that watches random things. If you're telling me that everything that I watch is a dollar an episode, I'd be okay with that. If it was just the content. Well, the thing is, I think that that would enforce a certain amount of scarcity on you, right? Where you would be forced to pick and choose. You would stop watching The Walking Dead. Sure. Maybe. I actually don't know. I would probably if, pay for it. If it was a dollar an episode for everything you watch, yeah. I feel like you that would be the first thing you would cut. Uh, It depends. I have, there's a certain loyalty that I have there. I know. Yeah. It's the same thing I fight for, too. But when you put a dollar amount on it, yeah. when it's part of the package that you already pay for, it's easy to justify watching it. If they said, hey, dollar episode for everything you watch, you're going to say, hey, I watch 15 shows. And every week it's $15. Fuck, if I can get this down to $14, $13, by cutting those things out, that would be the way you would go. But, uh, the, the, well, that's not actually accurate, though, because it's not every week of the year. But I'm, I know I'm oversimplifying it. Sure. And and so am I. The the principle of what I'm going by, though, is like, I, I feel like, like, that would be the type of show you would cut, though. Probably. Uh, it would probably, and yeah, it would probably be the type of show. Listen, I am. I think it's is is it may sound a bit braggadocious. I think I'm reasonably intelligent. I'm a fairly intelligible person. Years ago, when the the cord cutting revolution started, I looked at this and said, "It would be really easy for these com- cable companies that like everyone's saying, oh, these cable companies are going to die because of Netflix and all of these other streaming services that are coming out. It'd be pretty easy for the cable companies slash Directv to give full a la carte service available where." Hey, I want X amount of channels. I'll pay X amount per channel. Give it to me in that way. That would be their saving grace. And they didn't do it. And all these streaming services popped up. And now everyone's paying for all these streaming services. And everyone needs to have a streaming service now. Mm -hmm. Every brand has to have it. And now you're going to start 
You're going to sign up for... If you wanted to watch something on everything, the amount of money you spent for every streaming service is going to exceed what you would pay for a traditional let's cable. Be, let's be very clear. You are correct. Let's be very clear. If you, you are either not watching everything that you want, or if you are, you are pirating it. I do not believe that there's somebody that's watching everything out there that is paying for all of it, unless they're like rich and don't give a shit. I, I'm going to be honest. We don't pirate anything in my house. Mm-hmm. I watch as much as I want to watch. But are there things that you don't have access to? No. You don't have you have you guys pay for CBS All Access? No. There you go. I don't care about that. Well, but you, you do you understand what I'm saying though? Yeah. But the point I'm making is that's a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. Dominic has a Hulu account. I have a Netflix account. We have DirecTV that includes Showtime and Cinemax and, and HBO. And I, I feel like that's why they haven't been... I I believe they, they realized this. We basically have access to 99% keen, of everything. They haven't been keen on shutting down people that are that are sharing accounts. Well, but they've also like like evolved. Like Netflix, yeah. it used to be you was one account, then it was two accounts, then it was one account plus four yeah. groups or whatever. Like the point is, you can have all of those things without going crazy. I would say we're not the two of us are going to come up with this. I would say the system itself is is broken. Yes. And, and what I'm saying is, if any one of these, if DirecTV came out tomorrow and said, hey, we'll, we're going to charge you 80 cents per station, most people would sign up for that. I would... Because if you watch four stations, you'll sign up for four of them. If you watch 50 stations, you'll sign up for 50 of them. Yeah. But no one wants to sign up for $5 to... $15. HBO Max is $15 a month. Yeah, it's a lot. No one's going to sign up for that. It's a, oh, Sorry. It's a lot when you add it on to the other services that you Yes. Want. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what the, the gist of this article was on The Ringer was now that the, the full everyone's coming to bear on their own streaming services, the cable package model, not the old technology, but the, the package model of hey, we're going to give you X amount of channels for Y amount of dollars is the purpose of this transaction. People are going to go back to that because who wants to sign up for 14 different services? Um, and you're going to be caveat. paying more money. Hang on, There's, there is a caveat here. When you pay for cable, you're pay, you are getting a shit ton of commercials. Sure. When you pay for Netflix, when you pay for Prime, when you pay for Hulu, well, depending on which plan. You're not. There's a certain premium instilled in that, which is I, I could see that being that that might be a little bit of a selling point. I don't see. At, at the end of the day, I mean, I I can be proven wrong by time and history, whatever what will happen. But, uh, Netflix will have its place. Alongside. Well, even there's something that they said in, in this specific article on the Ringer, Netflix had such a head start that no one will ever be able to fully erase it yeah like they may close on it like, some, like the too big to fail but it type will thing. always <laughs> exist to yeah, some yeah, degree yeah um and that's fine i'm not disputing that and i'm not saying that there is not some way in fact i would wholly embrace wholly embrace some sort of hybrid model of i pay x amount and you give me one ad 
because it doesn't mean I have to add one extra dollar per month. I... I'm okay with a 30-second pause. I'm okay with a one-minute pause. What I don't like is... A, I, I'm I not... Okay, hang on. What I don't hang like on. is of The Walking Dead episode where it's an hour five on the guide and it's 40 minutes of, if of TV. You know what I'm saying? I am paying for the thing at all. I am not okay with advertisement. What I'm saying is there's a happy medium. Is if you pay X amount and you get zero commercials, you pay Y amount and you get one commercial, and Y is significantly less than X. The, okay, so the, there's there's a potential for disruption in the in the area, and I agree with you there. Like, yeah, yes, I think I can get on board with that. Uh, right now, there's no good option. No, there it is. What I'm saying is, is it just takes one brand, one company to say, hey, this is what we're gonna do, and everyone's gonna flock to it. Yeah. Because who wants to sign up for 15 different services? And who wants to stay with old school... Ter- I mean, like, listen, there's 80-year-old people who want to stick with, with, like, one terrestrial service. And that's fine because it's easy. It's simple. But people like you and me, like, you have chased the cheapest, easiest way to do it. And you're willing to keep uprooting and changing the services you're signing mm-hmm. up for and how your hookup is... For someone like me, Absolutely. I'm like you. Tell me, hey, this thing makes more sense than what you're doing. I will jump on it, but then I want to stick with it. I don't want to change again. You know what's funny? I don't want to change four you months know, later. You're, you're, you are absolutely right. And Most people aren't like you who are willing to do it. I agreed, and I, I it, it, it all comes down to my vendetta. <laughs> my vendetta, is, and I understand why you were. It's just not what the I work. Am not, for me. Yeah, I'm not paying for commercials. Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking do it. It's bullshit. Like. That's how they're getting their money. Like, broadcast television is actually is fine. It's totally okay. Yeah. I'm on board with it. I actually have I have broadcast television. It's great. I think that's a really great system. The advertisements pay to place their advertisements. You get the channels for free. Very cool. Like, the payment is, like, you know, intrinsic from, like, your the assumption being that like, you'll pay for the products that are being advertised. Whatever. I don't give a shit. And I can make my own choices. But if I need to pay for the channel and see an advertisement, it infuriates me. It makes me... I, it's, I'm irrationally angry at it. I understand that. It's one of those things where I'm willing to come to the table where it's like, hey, you say I have to pay X amount. Fine. Then meet me halfway and give me half the commercials you're giving me. I'm... I'm like, hesitant to agree with that. In a 30-minute episode, you're getting 22 minutes of TV, right? Mm-hmm. If in a 30-minute span, you give me 27 minutes of TV, I'm okay. You know? I don't think it... I still don't think it's right. And that's... I, I'll never... We'll never get to what I'm asking for. No. We won't. I'm which okay is why with, I'm saying... I, I I'm okay with that middle ground of that. If there's a way to do it... Where because the thing like, is, like, you realize that b- between what you pay out of pocket and what's paid for by advertising, that's what's paying for the show. That's why, like, everyone would love to jump to a model where they can pirate every show. But if everyone pirated every show, the shows wouldn't exist oh, anymore. Yeah. For that's sure. What people don't, that's what the average person at times doesn't seem to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, they do have to get paid. And that's why... See, that's the thing, though. I'm not saying that I'm not willing to pay for the show. I know. I know. And it's just, I'm not willing to pay for the advertisements. Yeah. And 
with every model, it seems that they're asking me to pay for the advertisements. It's not okay. I, I think it can be, depending on what the specific equation is. There may be a, there may be a way to get there, but they'd have to do it. And, and until that time, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm very. I am. You know me, like uh, other. I do. This is why I was. It's a thing would, that I'm furious about. That's I, why I thought this conversation would be interesting. I, I earn my money, and I want to pay for the thing that I'm getting. Yeah. And if I'm paying for the thing that I'm getting plus advertisements, that means that there's a percentage of the money that I'm paying that is not going towards the thing that I'm trying to buy. Yeah. That's, and I, you know, you already have to deal with that with taxes. Like I don't want to deal with that with fucking advertisements. Yeah. And it's really, it, it is infuriating, especially when it gets insanely egregious, like with Walking Dead or anything on the internet. It's, it's an easy network. example to go with go to. Yeah, and, it, you know, and that's not always the case. And I, I understand that. That's not always the case. But honestly, like like I said, broadcast television, I'm fine with. It's, it's, it is free to me to use because it's supplemented by the advertising that I have to watch. Yeah. What, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a trade-off there. It's perfectly fine. I've always... Uh, the first since I've been cynical as a human being, the, I think one of the first things that popped into my mind was cable television. I'm like, why are we paying for this if it's filled with advertisements? Like, it's I don't know. It's infuriating. It drives me crazy. It drives me up a goddamn wall. That being said, I appreciate the content that I receive. And now I'm on. And here's where I might be on the other end of the spectrum. Where even if it costs me a little bit more. I think it's it's a strange thing to say. I personally might be more willing to pay for the... I, I, I wouldn't know until it was an option. I might be more willing to pay for the content itself than to pay for a situation where I get both the advertisements and the content. It's true, but there is clearly a breaking point because with all these streaming services opening up, you're not going to pay for every service. You're not going to pay for every service. I'm saying a dollar an episode of TV is something that if you can figure out how to average that out how to make that even if that's some sort of like subscription planned model that i feel like that's the limit that i'm willing to pay yeah i don't know if that would be viable for the company themselves it's, yeah and that's honestly that's why i'm saying like it may not be it would like maybe that's be, for them to figure out maybe it would be I, two dollars it's not my business i don't be, give a shit i'm just be, not paying for everything it might be two dollars an episode would you be still be willing to pay for it you know what i mean there's probably an upper limit that i haven't fully established that's in my I'm brain saying, but yeah. yeah because whatever you're establishing is your limit they're spending a lot more time thinking about it well let me let me put it to you this way i like to watch the flesh right I can see you paying two dollars for that. I, well, if I was paying two dollars for it, and it's say it's you know it's twenty four episodes or whatever it is, forty eight dollars a season. That's a lot. Uh, here's the, what's the caveat though? Uh, if I'm paying you two dollars for the episode, it's my episode. I can watch it whenever I want. Sure. It doesn't it doesn't end? That I'm okay with. If I'm if I'm. But DRM for, has been yeah, a. So, so that's another thing. It's it's been a fidgety issue to deal with it's so it's 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 crazy you know it's just like don't make me i'm not gonna feel bad about the ways that i watch and acquire my materials because there is no reasonable way for me to acquire everything that i want to consume right now and that's why i'm saying and that's why i agreed with this article i was surprised one reading it i like i agreed with it is 
eventually it's going to come back to who can offer you the most attractive package. It, it absolutely is. And now I'm not... Let me, it may yeah. end up, you may literally end up cutting, cutting the cord, right? It may be fully internet-based, right? But Maybe. Eventually, it's, it's going to come back to something very a la carte style where it's like, hey, I like 14 channels. Those are the channels I'm going to pay for. Tell me what the rate is per channel. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy those. I want AMC and I want TNT and I want FX and I want Fox and I want ABC yeah. and I want ESPN and I want whatever, HBO... I'm going to pay for 14 channels and it's going to be 50 cents per channel or a dollar per channel, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm going to pay for that per I month. I can even see a dollar per channel. I can even see $2 per channel. Like, it's... Whatever the number is. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, something like that. And, you know, here's the thing, though. And that's... Because, I, I because... think that's what the end game is. The, the cord-cutting phenomenon, I believe, is just a way to disrupt the system. I don't think it, it is, is sustainable. But all these things are... All these... These... Mega conglomerates are creating these streaming services. I know, which is so silly. I'm never gonna sign up for NBC Universal. I've I've liked NBC shows. I don't, no. I don't care. No, absolutely. I'm not, not. signing. I've uh, it's existed for a couple of years. I'm never gonna sign up for it's CBS. It's such All garbage, Access. man. It's. I'm not signing up for 15 different services. That's no. the whole point. Give me the option to watch the channels I want to watch, and I'm gonna watch them, and I will pay for them. It's fine. I completely agree. And then I'll watch the ones I want to watch, and that's the end of it. Just figure out a way. All and this is what I've been asking for for five years. Find a way to tell me, hey, these are the channels available. These are the ones you have to pay for. I will watch them. I'll pay for them. And if you want to give me commercials, great, because it means I have to pay that much less for it. Right. And you know, and that's just make it reasonable. Don't make it. Don't make, yeah. it. don't make it twenty minutes of commercials for a sixty-minute episode. If I'm paying for it, make it ten minutes of commercials for a sixty-minute episode. Mm-hmm. Give me 50 minutes of content. Instead of 40 minutes of walking Yeah, day. I'm still... I am... I, I realize I'm being defiant probably to a fault. You are, because the thing is, what you have to look at it now as commercials are subsidizing what you're watching. Yeah. Because you could pay $100 to watch 100 hours of content, or you could pay $80 to watch 90 minutes of content. I'm going to continue to be defiant against this until. But you understand there the equation plan. I'm talking. Oh about. yeah, I get it. I'm just going to be defiant until there's a plan that is a reason. And I can understand. Well, and that's what I want too. The point is, someone like you has been willing to jump, be nimble about everything that they're going to watch, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have nothing against what you're doing, but what I will say is that 90% of people don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to chase the way you do. And there's nothing wrong with you wanting to do with that because you're able to do it. But for like someone like me, tell me, hey, this option is way better than what I've had and I'll go after it and then I'll stick with it because I don't want to change again. I want to stick after that. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. And like, to be clear, the way that I go about things costs money. Yeah. And if they want to incur the costs, fine. Yeah. It just make it... Which is why you're willing to chase whenever you see that someone else is going to put the bill you'll chase it and that's fine it's just the man hours of it is a lot for people to chase and for you is easier yeah, than other absolutely. people absolutely i i agree i understand that i'm in a better position because you are. i understand how it works and i'm able to work around it but it's not it does bother me when like my parents are you know subscribing to these certain services for whatever cost and whatever they're getting out of it and they they're frustrated at the content that they're getting 
but they want certain pieces of it and they can't you're not in control there's no. you're not in control at all you can't decide i want x you're gonna get x y and z if you want x like and that's the problem it is bullshit it, it absolutely is find a way i mean listen they have more than enough money more than enough people to like churn the numbers find out what the happy medium ratio is for these companies like hey hbo is worth 15 dollars and bravo is worth eight dollars so charge everyone per station the midpoint of that and then you make your money no. everyone will be happy because the people who want bravo are going to pay for bravo and the people who don't you pay for hbo and then you you make even on it more than even you're making yeah. you're still making a profit mm-hmm. They're just stubborn about it, and it's it's it is truly annoying for the people who want the content. And now, don't get me wrong; I understand that from that from their business perspective, it's probably it's going to be very difficult. They're going to burn some bridges. It's going to suck for the them. Thing is, it doesn't have to make they make it more difficult than it has to be. But I do believe. Well, I don't know that that's true. I think that it I think ha- it is a lot of it times has a lot when to you do see with these things are they who make you them have on your platform. What you have to pay them, what they're willing to give and take, like it's going to be very difficult. I understand that the business decisions like that at that high level are not that easy to make. That being said, what we're doing as a society with the cord cutting, it's a, it is a is a form of technical revolution, of, and and honestly, it's not working out in our favor. But well, I do no. think that it will in time. This blooming of other streaming services yeah, it's, it's is very obviously not in our favor. No, it's completely negating the whole point which that is, we're trying to make. Which is my point of give us what we want. We'll we will pay for it. If you give us the availability <laughs> if you give of what me we what, want, if you let me choose what I want. We're telling you what we want, and we will pay for it. Yeah. If you avail it to uh, us. So frustrating. Fucking TV. Let's get to this movie. This is why we talk about movies. Movie of the week? Yeah. Movie of the week. Hello, and welcome to episode 95 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Casanzo. With me forever, no with the man, the myth, the deep mythos, Alessandro Melski. Say hello, Al. No matter what you do, you'll never amount to anything but a single drop in a limitless ocean. <sighs> What's an ocean? The multitude of drops. Nice. On this week's episode, we're going to be light with the news and nuggets because we got something very special to talk about. Do we? <laughs> we do. Something you sure? very special indeed. <laughs> Are you sure? I am certain that we do. Okay. And that is our flick of the week, which is Cloud Atlas. If you couldn't tell from that, uh, <laughs> that line that I, or two lines, a call and response actually. Of um, the hell is his name? I should have I should have responded instead. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I didn't have I, I couldn't like properly communicate it to you yeah. ahead of time. <laughs> Just give me like a nod. Yeah. <laughs> um, who it was? I'm trying to remember. That was Adam Ewing was the one who does the response, but the the first one, the, the Hugo Weaving character, I can't remember his name right now. Because it was Reverend Horrocks in that storyline, mm-hmm. who was. Um, Hugh Grant, that was his name, um, and uh, he he he's mentioning this the the um, the whole manifesto written by the, yeah. Hugh, the Hugo Weaving character, and I can't remember his name. It was Adam Ewing's father-in-law because he's married to her to his daughter, mm-hmm. 
And I completely forgot what his name is. That's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll get into more details I enjoy of the movie it. when we get to the film. It's a great line. It's a great fucking line to end the main storyline on before we get the, the epilogue of that movie. But before we get into our flick of the week, what is it, sir, that we're drinking? Oh, yeah, we're drinking something. Man. That's right. Uh, we're drinking. How far in have you gotten me today? Very. There's two of you, which is difficult for me. Ah, now there's eight. <laughs> All right. What do we got? This is black as night. Whatever this beer is, black as night. <laughs> well, speaking of nights, this is the Newberg Conspiracy. Whoa, that's strong smelling. Yeah, it is. This is the 2016 version. They do a yearly version. Every year is a little different, I believe. Oh, God. This has been aging in my fridge for quite some time. Does it age, though, once it's in the bottle? It does when it's this strong. Okay. Um, this is, as I said, the 2016 version of the Newberg Conspiracy, the Russian Imperial Stout aged in oak barrels. It's the Barrel Age series. This is 13% alcohol by volume. Mm. And when it, typically when it gets well over 12, or 10%, you know, when we're talking about 11, 12, 13%, you can age them long term in the bottle and the flavors tend to mellow out. Mm. So the head brewer, Chris Brasso, who we've never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you haven't figured out what's happening yet, I know. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> it's entirely on you. This is eight beers. Oh my god. This is eight beers deep into this. So episode. many beer. This so many bit, beer? This, <laughs> it's definitely plural's beer. Uh. <laughs> this is the 2016 Newberg Conspiracy. I thought you were going to say this is the 2016 beer. <laughs> it's an L Asian oak. The Newberg Conspiracy is our Russian Imperial Stout named for a historical event that took place in Newberg. I aged this beer for nearly 10 months in Hill Rock Estate Distillery bourbon barrels. The roasted malts have transformed into notes of licorice and dried fruits. What? With subtle vanilla and bourbon flavors from the barrel aging at 13% alcohol by volume. So much. A gentle warming will accompany each sip. Light carbonation. Please pour vigorously. Did you pour this vigorously? I did. Cheers. Cheers, sir. Chris Basso. Let's see how this goes. This is like, look, it looks, let me be honest with you, it looks like motor oil. Oh. Now that. That's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Now that is an ending that's flattening me beyond belief. That is. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh. Guys, we're never getting into this movie. (laughs) What it is is it's entirely too much for right now. Um, I don't even know. I I don't think that I am physically capable of rating this beer. This beer is fucking delicious. If it wasn't leaning on the table right now, I would be under it. Wow. If we're being honest, let's be candid because we no longer have any news or nuggets. I have one. Okay. I've got a news nugget. Do it. Nuggety newsy nugget. Do it now. I uh, read an article. Okay. Um, Just one? I, I'm not going to look it up right now. And I Please apologize don't. because I can't. 
I can't source it because of how uh, difficult it is to read my screen at the moment. <laughs> but read an article about superhero fatigue, and this is funny because it's a topic that we've talked about over Both and over times, again. Yeah. And it was in relation even to, alluded to our episode last week, last night. Yeah, it was related. It was this particular article was uh, uh, pointing to the latest X Men movie. What was it called? Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. And it started off as started year off as after a kiss. year. How could it end up like this? It was only a kiss. It was only, only a kiss. kiss. <laughs> going to bed. And something you say. And she's touching his chest. Now he pulls off her dress. Now let me go. <laughs> oh my god. So it's it started off with uh superhero fatigue is being blamed yet again like for the failings and it's just like Wrong. no your movie is trash. Weakest of takes. It's like your movie's bad. Just fucking deal with it. Your because... movie is bad and because of the sale out from underneath your feet of the production company, no one cares. If superhero fatigue was a thing, Endgame would not be doing so well. And it is. And it's doing so well. If superhero fatigue was a thing, Spider-Man Far From Home wouldn't be doing so well. It is. And it is. And you know, we kind of addressed the whole idea of superhero fatigue in our last week's episode last night. What? <laughs> last week's episode last night that we yeah. recorded we we addressed the fact that that movie isn't a superhero movie it's a superhero movie grafted onto uh, a, hol- uh, like a high school trip high school movie th- yeah absolutely uh, that being said I have been out on Dark Phoenix since the first trailer that I saw of it I was almost in and then the reviews were so unanimously bad that so I bad out. that I'm just like yeah it's like if if superhero fatigue enters the conversation even at all, it's like stop. Just stop trying to get out of this. You fucked up. You're just done. You're not as good. Hey, hey Ron, you done fucked up. You done <laughs> fucked up. You're not as good as Marvel. No. You're uh you're better than DC. <laughs> I always hated the expression, but literally, get good. Get yeah, be better. Get good. <laughs> it's just so it's so infuriating because that is so demeaning to the movies that are doing it well. The thing is, we looked at, like, as much as Marvel has monopolized that market, right? Um, Theory we, is very we've, strong. We've, yeah, it is. Um, we've, seen other op- we've seen other versions work. Wonder Woman worked. It, it absolutely did. Aqu- Aquaman Aqu- worked. Aquaman worked. Aquaman worked. <laughs> Aquaman worked. Shazam worked. Shazam worked. Shazam, hey, and let's be clear, Shazam, not a great movie. But it worked. It was entertaining. Yeah. It was fun. It was fine. And those... Wasn't tired by it. Three things, ostensibly part of the same universe, all worked. You want to talk fatigue? Yeah, I was fatigued from the first trailer of Dark Phoenix because I'm tired of this bullshit. Do not attempt if you can't pull it off. It's a complicated storyline. Be better. Get good. Get good. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just like, there's so much good stuff out there. There's so much good stuff coming out. 
there's so many don't blame it on there's so many good writers and directors working on these things that hire those people instead of the same tired like stop retreading these things it's something you see in sports sports is finally getting smart about like they don't retread athletes anymore like if you're done they let you be done or you play for a minimum contract like what's yeah uh, you know same thing like hollywood has that reckoning coming to it like if you're the same writer or director who's done a million shit movies anymore it doesn't matter who you're connected with if you can't do the fucking job get the fuck out of here it's like you you're blaming the audience for your failure yeah. Calling it superhero fatigue is saying that the audience is at fault for well, the not is, being that's interested su- anymore. But that's not okay. Superhero fatigue started as an external conversation. Mm-hmm. It was a media conversation, which was understandable at the sure. time that it started. Is there too much of this? Yeah. It was just a fine conversation. It was a fine conversation. And then it was proven time and again by the people doing the movies well that that wasn't the case. Yeah. Now it's become... A shield worn by the people doing bad movies. Yeah, it's not. There's no longer a fatigue. Superhero it's, is officially a genre. It's 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 being a shield worn by the people who are doing the bad movies, saying, "Oh, the people are afraid of the, sh- the superhero movies. It's the fatigue. We'll wear it as like that with the like the badge Bullshit. of honor of like that's uh. why our movie isn't doing well. No, you made a shit fucking movie. Yeah, your movies crash. You had no Owner. creativity and imaginary be imagination better. when you're doing your movie. Be better. Yeah. And it's, you know what? And that's I, maybe that's a little unfair. It's okay to fail. Sure, it's totally fine. Do not blame the fucking audience for your failure. It's okay. That's to, infuriating. It's okay to fail, but just own it. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. You know what? We didn't do a good enough job. We'll own it. We'll do better next time. Yeah. Okay, great. Do better that's... next time. Or be like, huh? I'm not capable of better. Or you be better, and then you'll be successful. <laughs> It's just not. It's not cool to blame the audience for that, and that's what that's what you're saying. Listen, I understand there's a time and place. Like there's there are things that are somewhat audience driven, or there's times where you made a movie and you expected a certain amount of engagement from your audience, and you didn't understand who or what your audience exactly was. That's on you, and. We see sometimes, it, like it does happen when you talk about box office stuff, there's movies that are good movies that didn't connect to their audience, right? There's movies like something like a Scott Pilgrim, which didn't crush at the box office, mm-hmm. which there was an audience for it, a rabid audience for it, but it's a small audience, so your box office is going to be small. Right. The definition of a cult classic is what I'm talking about, like it's... It's going to happen sometimes, but just don't act like you're the only smart person yeah. in the room. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, You're heated. I'm heated. I don't know that I can do this any longer. Let's talk about Cloud Atlas. Let's talk about Cloud Atlas. Let's get into it. Shall we get into a flick of the week? Al? Al?